Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Is Wednesday. It is August 9th. Kathy's out. I'll handle the news. We'll start with this story. Four people were injured after a wrong way driver caused a chain reaction crash in Havertown. And it happened just before 7 p.m. yesterday at Westchester Pike and North Eagle Road. An SUV was wedged between a septa bus and a tractor trailer, actually up off of the yeah, ground and wedged wild. in between the two vehicles. According to police, the driver of the SUV crossed over in to the westbound lanes of Westchester Pike causing a crash involving at least four other vehicles. A witness described the vehicle as riding on the median of Westchester Pike. Oh, and police believe the SUV driver may have been suffering from a medical emergency. Oh. The SUV driver and three others were injured and taken to an area hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. SEPTA, in part in a statement, said investigate the investigation shows that the SEPTA bus operator followed all proper procedures. The operator is receiving medical observation but fortunately did not suffer any serious injuries, nor did any passengers. It's pretty amazing when you see the footage. You look like multiple people would have been hurt or killed in an accident like that. The 2023 Made in America Festival in Philadelphia has been canceled. What the Uh, f***? Organizers said... Cancellation was due to severe circumstances outside of production control, but did not elaborate. Mm. All ticket holders will be refunded at the original point of purchase. Made in America had been scheduled for September 2nd through the 3rd on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway with Lizzo and SZA as the headliners. Uh, The official statement said, due to severe circumstances outside of production control, the 2023 Made in America Festival will no longer be taking place. This decision has been difficult. And has not been made lightly nor without uh, immense deliberation. Made in America has a legacy of delivering exceptional experiences for music fans and concert goers. And it is our commitment to always deliver a top-tier festival experience. They said we look forward to returning to the Benjamin Franklin Parkway in the great city of Philadelphia in 2024. I, I remember that there have been a couple of years where there was a um, a little bit of controversy as to whether or not they were going to change the location of this and so on and so forth. I wonder if, if this might be a step in that direction. Speculation is that headliner Lizzo's recent lawsuit played a part in the cancellation, but again, that's just speculation yep, at this yep. point. So we've talked a little bit about that in the entertainment news. Uh, Mayor Jim Kenney said that he was disappointed by the announcement, but looks forward to bringing Made in America back to the Parkway next year. He's a huge as a fan. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm bummed because I really wanted to see Weston Estate. Weston Estate? Weston Estate. That's uh, one of the acts on the bill. We would have to see that. Mm-hmm. Nodding Let's to Bill Weston. Uh, I wanted to see Metro Boomin and Ice Spice and Miguel and Thames. I mean, I love them all. Well, the yeah. great part is that Rock is is well represented. Yeah, yeah. Lato, Lil Yachty. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Yeah. Come on I love now. Lil Yachty. Coco yeah. Jones. Uh, since Jay-Z had launched the event in uh, 2012, it pumped in $180 million into the city's economy. It's amazing. So yeah, definitely put loss. some uh, money in people's pockets for sure. Speaking of money in people's pockets, 
one lucky ticket buyer in Florida. Oh, man, I'm not from Florida. Hit a record mm-hmm. Mega Millions jackpot of $1.58 billion on Tuesday. Unbelievable. Lottery officials said only one ticket matched the jackpot, the highest ever for the Mega Millions games. Also, tickets matching five of the six winning numbers and worth $1 million or more were sold in California, Texas, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Florida, and North Carolina. The California ticket was sold in Hillmar near Modesto, and that's worth more than 3.3 mil. That's a damn good take right there. I didn't have a chance to talk to any of you. Are any of you the $1 million winners? I have not looked yet. My ticket is at home. I'll check it later on today, but it could be possible. Steve, my lawyer, is telling me not to tell you anything. Okay. (laughs) The winning numbers are 13, 19, 20, 32, 33. The Mega Ball is 14. Uh-huh. Uh, the drawing, by the way, tops Mega Millions' previous high of $1.537 billion, according to the lottery. A uh, single ticket sold in South Carolina won that prize. The cash payout option is estimated at $783.3 million. The lottery said, adding that at this level, the jackpots are hard to predict with complete accuracy. Let me say that again. The cash payout option. $783 million. Astonishing. Astonishing. Unreal. Uh, The jackpot is larger than all but two other U.S. lottery drawings. A $1.586 billion Powerball in January 2016 and a $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot in November 2022. I wonder what the percentages of people, I would assume when you get up to to amounts that high, you take it all in one lump sum. Does anybody opt for the annuity? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, There have been 31 drawings held since the Mega Millions jackpot was last one in New York on April 18th. Mega Millions, by the way, is played in 45 states, Washington, D.C., and the U.S. Virgin Islands as well. All right, let's do sports. Phils ended up splitting their doubleheader with the Washington Nationals last night at the ballpark. Phils took game one, winning 8-4. to four. Kyle Schwarber homered twice to reach three. For the season, and drove in five runs to lead the Phils to the win. He hit two. He hit a two-run shot in the third, and Alec Bohm made it back-to-back homers with his 12th of the year. Schwarber's second home run was a bomb. 147-foot three-run blast in the fourth, up on the you know the That's deck. Amazing! It was a yeah. badass shot. In game two, the Phils couldn't hold on to a 4-2 lead. They ended up lo- losing uh, five to four. Uh, Joey Menezes hit two home runs. For the Nats, once to tie the game, and again in the top of the ninth to lead the Nats to the win. Uh, Menezes' second homer of the game was a solo shot off the Bills closer Craig uh, Kimbrell in the ninth, and that gave the Nats the win. And the series continues tonight, and Michael Lorenzen is going to get the start. First pitch is set for 640. Yeah, that guy who hit that go-ahead home run, uh, he should have struck out looking. Uh, there was a it was should, it was should have been a called third strike. It was oh this call, and yeah, call and. Then, a bunch of those last night. Very right? next pitch. Yeah. Boom. Knocked it out of the park. And the Union beat the New York Red Bulls. Yay! They did it! 
Yes, they did it. They they did it in a shootout last night at Subaru Park. Uh, The Union fought back from an early deficit to advance the league's cup quarterfinals. And goalkeeper Andre Blake gave the Union momentum early with a save in the first round while Jesus Bueno collected the game winner with a uh, goal in the fifth round to see the Union take a 4-3 win in the shootout. Union will next face off against uh, Carart... Carataro. There you go. There go. Uh, FC for a spot in the League's Cup semifinal on Friday the 11th at Subaru Park. And they should have a, a Yeah the Cup. Yeah the Cup. Yeah. That is what I have in uh, yeah, sports no. news and all that good stuff for you. This well morning. done, sir. I appreciate it. i got two more days to do it. We'll I know. It's hold up. So what you have to do is you have to come in and do your regular show prep and Kathy's prep as well. And the news. But uh, it's all good. It's all right, yeah. man. We're, uh, we're working our way through this week and we do have some things to set you up with. Along the way. So, um, number one, we have uh, Fox Good Day appointment yes. today. We will do that in the 8 o'clock hour, so, or close to the 8 o'clock hour, about 7.55. Uh, we're also going to talk to uh, Ryan Airy. He is from Screen Crush, which is a wonderful YouTube channel uh, that dives into all the kind of pop culture stuff that we love, and uh, they dissect movies and plot lines and also Easter eggs and all kinds of stuff, and they're really deep into the geek culture. I don't think any any site does it better when you're talking about just breaking out those Easter eggs yep. and those things that we all miss. They're uh, insanely good. So a few things uh, that are out right now we'll chat with him about yep. and things that are coming up as well. So we'll get to Ryan around 9 o'clock this morning. We also have a secret text word. So you need to text word secret to 39333 because we have a chance for you to win a $100 gift card to Steven Singer Jewelers. Now this comes along with a little bit of, a, of an announcement and it says here, be one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Singer Jewelers on the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly this Saturday starting at noon mm-hmm. and get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond no purchase necessary. Wow. Right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting. So what? this Saturday starting at noon. That's insane. And I don't know how they're going to corral all that. No. But it's up to them. But you can get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond no purchase necessary. That's pretty wild. First hundred people, yeah. Um, yeah, doggy. <laughs> He's very happy. Uh, by the way, I also want to mention again that uh, Rory the Kid, Cheddar Whiz, <laughs> you can vote for him today for the greatest mullet in America. Yeah. And why not let this kid win? Yeah. Because after all, he wants to buy his sister a llama. Classic <laughs> American story. $5,000 prize. I mean, like legit. He, yeah. they, they live on a farm. Yeah. He wants to buy her a llama. Um, so we have the link on PrestonSteve.com. In fact, there's a really cool piece of audio from the ball game uh, that we'll play for you later yeah, on, yeah, yeah. which is a lot of fun. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a big stack of entertainment report stories to pass along with a stupid question generated by a listener. Hang out. We'll be back in just a moment. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Alright, we're going to give away as the Super Good Question Prize for a pack of tickets uh, for the Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Globe Party Saturday, August 26th at the Wells Fargo Center. This question was generated by listener John Shore, mm-hmm. who writes, love you guys like Dr. Mike. Ah. So here's the question that we pose to you. What American snack is referred to as chocolate sandwich biscuits in England? Chocolate sandwich biscuits. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What American snack is referred to as chocolate sandwich biscuits in England? We'll see if we can get the answer. I'll mention a few birthdays to kill some time. Today being the ninth day of August, Gillian Anderson. Has a birthday today. Oh, so uh, from The Crown, right? Yeah, she played, um, what's her face? Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, yeah. She was great in that. Uh, so, she apparently is a natural-born British yeah. citizen. I think she has both citizenships, Steve. I think we looked it up uh, maybe last year on her birthday, and she floats in and out of British accent yeah. and American accent, depending. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. getting called on it, and she's saying, I'm legitimately from England. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she's so Back off! She <laughs> is uh, 55 years old today. Uh, Eric Bana, who was in that first Hulk movie, uh, Black Hawk Down, and uh, Troy, and others. Sorry, Casey, you can hit that again. Uh, here you one. go. Eric! I was just watching <laughs> Hannah. Uh, that is available on one of the streaming platforms. It's a good movie. It is a good it, movie. It, yeah. Have you ever seen that, Preston? I have, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They have a, they have a, a um, one-camera fight in a subway yeah. uh, station that's really pretty awesome. It really is. Yeah, and, and that's Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Kicking yeah. ace. Uh, so Eric is 55 today. Melanie Griffith has a birthday as well. Uh, former wife of Don Johnson twice. And mother of Dakota Johnson, by yeah. the way, former wife of Antonio Banderas. That's right. She she was one of the first to really adopt the lip filler thing. Yeah, and went a little overboard, but, but she some, seems to be okay now. Some good movies. Working Girl was a good movie. I, I um, enjoyed that movie. Uh, what was that? Cherry Three Thousand was uh, that the name of it or Two Thousand? Yeah, I like that movie too. It it's was a, an interesting post-apocalyptic little adventure thing. Yeah, quirky. Yeah, definitely quirky. Mulholland uh, Falls and a bunch of others. She is 66 today. The first one I ever saw her in was Milk Money. Oh, yeah. When she was like a hooker that Uh got hired uh, for the lonely... Yep. Dad. Yes. Uh, the great Sam Elliott ah. has his birthday today. Miho. That's yeah. right, man. Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. Be nice. Yep. Uh, he was He was the, uh, what was his name in that movie? Oh, uh, Wade. Wade? Wade Garrett. Wade Garrett, yes. Hey, Wade Garrett. He's, he's so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the country knows about well, this guy, this cooler. It's amazing <laughs> yeah. how many yeah. people know who the bouncers are yeah. nationally. Yep. I was just watching uh, Tombstone uh, day before yesterday. He's great. He happened to be on. He's oh. great in that. He's I also was, in Hulk. 
uh, with Eric Bana. You're no right. kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was actually surprised that he was not nominated uh, for 1883 because his... Um, uh, his character in that is he's a tortured character. It's, uh, that's the uh, the prequel. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I hear great things about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I saw him, Casey was in a movie. Year, Preston, maybe you remember it, The Lifeguard. No. He he was he was like I think he was in Playgirl, or he had been. Oh, no, I don't he was, remember. Yeah, that. so he was his original entree into the entertainment industry was as a heartthrob. Right. So he was the lifeguard in this movie, and it was like a coming of age movie. Huh. Uh, well, he turns uh, 79 years old today. Casey, I included Deion Sanders in there. Yeah. I um, mean, you know. One of the greatest. He's one and, of the greats. And I heard uh, that he's actually pretty awesome dude. He's okay. like paid for uh, hospital bills and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So but- he's... 56 today, yes. When Wade Colleen Wolf in here, she gave him a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she works with him now, so. Okay. Uh, and French actress Audrey Tatou, uh, who is in, uh, yeah, you are, in The Da Vinci Code. She played oh, the female lead. That's right. And she's in Emile as well. Um, that's so, actually a very good movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, She has this whimsical um, uh, way about her. But uh, did you like The Da Vinci Code movie? Yeah, some of it. I mean, the book was definitely way better. Yeah. But there were, there were parts of it I liked and other parts I was just like, eh. Uh, I thought it could have been better. Right. I Every, most people I know who read the book did not like the movie. Uh, she is 47 today. Um, Amanda Beers, who played Marcy Darcy on Married wow. with Children. She was great. I mean, <laughs> she was. as a whipping post, yep. she was wonderful. And their chemistry with uh, her chemistry with Ed O'Neill was terrific. She has since gone on to do a lot of directing. And was she married to, on the show, she was married to Fred McGinley, right? Ted McGinley. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, So she turns uh, 65 today. Um, Anna Kendrick, who I just have a crush on, uh, is celebrating her 38th birthday today. The Pitch Perfect movies, obviously. Unfortunately, we lost all of our Pitch Perfect music when our uh, system blew up. Son of a bitch. There's so much missing. Mm -hmm. There's so much collected audio that we used to have. Wow. <laughs> years and years and years. So she is, uh, um, and she was nominated for Up in the Air. Let's yeah. not forget, and she was here in our studio. She was great. Uh, around that time, you, uh, she's 38 today. There's no way you can do the cup thing anymore, right? I mean, I, no, I'd have, I mean, I can, but yeah. I've forgotten it. Uh, but uh, I, just, I would have to go back and, and remember what the the pattern is, but I'll do that for you sometime. All right, man. Uh, Jessica Capshaw, who is the daughter of Kate Capshaw and stepdaughter of Steven Spielberg, and she is from Grey's Anatomy, and she turns 40. 47 years old today. I'm, I'm yeah, fairly know. unfamiliar with her. I, I anything Grace Anatomy, I could give a rat's ass. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, who played the lead in It, yes. uh, is 37, he, he's 33. Sensational. He's also in John Wick 4. He is uh, 33 years old today. Uh, Dan Levy, son of Eugene <laughs> Levy, and from uh, Ships Creek, yes, as we yeah. say. We had him in uh, Eugene in studio. He is uh, 40 years old today. Very funny guy. Uh, and speaking of a very funny guy, and we love this, he's a character actor. You may not know the name. Thomas Lennon. Uh, yeah. You're a whore, Peter. That's him. <laughs> That's him from I Love You, Man, uh-huh. <laughs> who's just <laughs> so good in that One movie. One more time, please. You're a whore, Peter. And Steve, he was Officer Dangle oh. in Reno 911. He's the best. We had them all in studio in their Reno 911 uh, police outfits. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, and he wore his hot pants. Um, do we have his phone number? 
I do. Text him and say, I wouldn't mind saying hi Happy to him. Birthday. Birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know why? Because every time we've had him on, we just have a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know? So good. Like, goes out of our way to come here. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, happy birthday to everyone on this ninth day of August. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What American snack is referred to as chocolate sandwich Biscuits, biscuits in England. 215-263-WMMR. Biscuits. We will go to Shane. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, Shane, what is known as chocolate sandwich biscuits in England? Oreos. Yeah. yeah. I love Oreos. Hang on, Shane. You guys help four pack of tickets for the Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live Glow Party, Saturday, August 26th, 7.30 p.m. at Wells Fargo Center. And tickets for all three shows on August 26th and 27th are available at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. May I make an observation about Oreos yeah. that I think you will agree with, Preston, yes. knowing what I know about you in the food sense? Yes. I believe that the thinner Oreos, the thinner ones, are the best iteration of Oreos. Uh, mm. The thinner wafers? Yes. Okay. I don't know that I've had them. So I know the- you've talked about them quite a bit. I'm going to invite you. Okay. <laughs> Do the thinner Oreo with the mint mm-hmm. cream. Ooh. It is very much like an after eight Okay. And I know yep. you're a fan as well. I'd love those. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. Definitely, I will do that. Let's get that out there. It was important. All right, we're going to start with some breakup news. Uh, Natalie Portman may be getting a divorce from her husband, Benjamin. Is it Milliped? Millipede? Millipede. He's, Mil- uh, is it Millipede? A, a thousand legs. No, I don't know. Uh, M-I-L-L-E-P-I-E-D. He's a soccer player, right? Um, After 11 <laughs> years. No, he's a dance choreographer. I thought he was uh, a singer. No, uh, after a 11 years of marriage, the Oscar No, she was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. And the French dance choreographer uh, reportedly are on the outs and have decided to separate after over a decade together. After news of his affair came out, Uh, they've been trying to work on their marriage, but are currently on the outs, according to an insider. They have uh, two children, uh, son Aleph, who is 12, and daughter Amalia, who is six. Uh, Natalie's divorce news follows reports of her husband's alleged having allegedly having an extramarital affair. Uh, Days before the announced split, Natalie was photographed without her wedding ring as she returned to Australia on August 4th. And earlier in the summer, she was seen wiping away tears on a bench while at a park with Benjamin and their kids. The emotional pictures of the actress came out days after Benjamin went by himself to the Path Theater in Paris for a screening of his directorial debut film, Carmen. Uh, Natalie also enjoyed an outing with her spouse at the French Open on June 7th, where she was all smiles, but... They're saying that things are not all wonderful in paradise. The word is she was committed to really working on this. And it was a, as you would imagine, a devastating blow to have him cheat on her. Uh, They met on the set of 2010's Black Swan. Uh, They struck up a romance and decided to get married two years later. Stop looking at me, Swan! Stop looking at me, Black Swan! (laughs) Their son was born in 2011 and their daughter was born in 2017. What were those commercials, the very pompous commercials for, uh, is it Chanel or what what was her? Whatever fragrance. It might be Dior. Right. Estee Lauder. Was that it? We, we, Do you remember that she ends up like flying away on a helicopter? Yeah, from she jumps a, uh, onto a, like a rope ladder. A rope ladder. From the, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like, does it smell good or not? All of those, all of those perfume commercials are so just, pretentious. Yeah. So pretentious. I, it's, I think uh, she's like, get to the chopper. Right. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> 
It's just ridiculous. Maybe uh, yeah, who's uh, but some of them are pretty sexy. I will admit that. the Kira Knightley one with it. It's like this club music, and, uh-huh. and you know, and they're just annoying. There's a Charlize Theron one that's for D. Uh, I think it's for D. She's Dior. eating a turkey leg. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> There's one with a, a model. I don't know who she is, but she's holding like a she's holding uh, the a bottle yeah. of the of the of the the fragrance, and it's but it's glowing. Yeah. And uh-huh. she's like one of the most stunningly beautiful women I've ever seen, but I have no idea who it is. But they, they're they all like yeah. that. They're all, they all smell this. Start- <laughs> smell this. Look at this. It's glowing. <laughs> smell it. Uh, the one that is, the, well, you know, Julia Roberts, because I think she has a, a very inviting, pleasant smile. Her, her uh, fragrance commercials are okay. But on the whole, they're... Pompous, but right. the uh, the Johnny Depp the digging That's a small really, grave, really, yeah. <laughs> a shallow <laughs> grave. I just killed the coyote with my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bury it. Uh, I'm gonna pour some of my cologne on it. Smell this. <laughs> smell the. Smell this. What does this smell like? Dead coyote. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he passed by a bison. That's right in the commercial. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Hey, yeah. bison. So strange. Bison. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, moving on. Uh, writers and actors are feeling the effects of the joint WGA and SAG after strike. And in a recent interview with the Evening Standard, Billy Porter shared that he has to sell his house due to the fact that he isn't working. Mm. You know, this was mentioned. They haven't specifically stated who the high-powered Hollywood executive was who said it, mm. but that the their plan initially was to wait them out, right? And yeah. say, wait till they start losing their homes. Yep. And uh, this is happening. He said, I have to sell my house because we're on strike, and I don't know when we're going to go back to work. The Pose actor said, or the Pose star said, the life of an artist, until you make F.U. money, which I haven't made yet, is still check to check. And I was supposed to be in a new movie and on a new television show starting in September, and none of that that is happening. Uh, referring to an unnamed Hollywood executive featured in Deadline, um, the broken, broken Hearts Club actor said, so the person who said we're going to starve them out, uh, like there you're you talking go. about, Steve, yeah. until they have to sell their apartments, you've already starved me out. So according to Billy, mm. has to sell the house. So we'll see. All right. I know this is tragic news to handle, but it's another breakup story. Oh, no. Corey Feldman. Oh. <laughs> has announced his separation from his wife of nearly seven years, Courtney Ann. So I was explaining to Preston yesterday, do you guys, you know, like when he did that famous performance on the Today Show mm-hmm. with a kitty cat thing? Uh-huh. Uh, so the uh, the lead guitarist with the angel wings, the blonde, that's his wife. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not the one that he wrote this Not song this for? One, no. no, she got out quickly. Yeah. Uh, the 52-year-old actor issued a statement Why to Why are you always singing? Page six. God, his voice is just not good. No, I can't. One of our yeah. cringiest moments was uh, when he played this for us. I got Preston. a debut for you. He, came, he comes in on the show. <laughs> yeah. I got a first time being played. Uh-huh. And Preston and I <laughs> left the studio. We left. And walked down to the kitchen area. He's Y100 in Conchahawk. And, yeah. And we like, had to leave. Oh, my God. This is... What do we do? <laughs> this, this is horrible. So, so yeah, we started. 
start the song while the song's on, the microphones are off, and, and it's just on in the monitor, and I'm like, I've, i got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I, I head down to the kitchen, and Casey and I are there, and we're good looking at each other going, this is so bad. When we come out of this song, what am I going to say? I mean, I can't say how great it sounds, which you would normally do yeah. uh-huh. when an artist brings you a new piece of music. I can't do it. Uh, I don't know what to yeah. do. I love was, Lamb. <laughs> I love Lamb. Like, I was so confused and oh, I was so uncomfortable. Uh, I wonder if oh that. My God. I wonder if that exists on PrestonSteveRock.com. Maybe. Conceivably. Yeah, we had a few great music moments. The Leaf Garrett being the other one where uh, he, he broke down and cried on, on the. Yeah, the steps of the of our uh, like, old uh, uh, station. Media. Like in hindsight, now what I should have come out on the back of that song is gone. You know, said, "Well, that is music. That's, uh, that's <laughs> if music. you like music, that's music. <laughs> then then you're not going like to want to reconsider this. <laughs> that's music." Uh, so I he, envy the deaf. He issued a statement um, confirming the news, and he said uh, he began, began by stating, "It is with great sadness that Courtney and I have made the decision to separate after many wonderful years together." She's said, in the background doing a happy dance. <laughs> he said, "We've we've been through so much together, and still have much love and respect for each other. There is no one to blame. Uh, this is a cause of life becoming really hard. Courtney dealing with health issues, and two people who have grown apart and now find themselves." at a crossroads. She apparently has something like, uh, like, or it's a chronic um, Epstein Bar. No, it's called. Um, I've got it. Roseanne later, Bar. Later in the story, it's not Roseanne Bar. Chronic fatigue syndrome. There we go. So uh, the performer also announced that Anne, who served as his backing band's DJ, will not be joining him on his ongoing Love Re tours. <laughs> Uh, 23. So I follow an account that is actually they will post live clips or clips from his live performances. Yeah. No judgment. They let you decide how the shows are going. And uh, Preston, it, it's it's like four jacks in a jail. You know, it's like at a Ramada someplace. Yeah. And that's where he's playing. Yep, yeah, exactly. And he, and he won't the, give it up. He fell off the stage, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there was oh, the best is where he banged himself in the mouth with the microphone. He that clocks himself uh-huh. with that microphone right in his teeth. Yeah. And by the way, Epstein Barr is like a chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, I just heard that the other day. I was telling you about this documentary I'm watching about uh, Mark Cavendish, the cyclist, and he had suffered Epstein Barr. Epstein Barr? Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, Feldman concluded his message by stating that he would remain close to his estranged spouse in the future. He said, we don't know what the future will hold, but we know that the love we have for each other is not going anywhere. You know what I did? I, I did jump back uh, this a couple of weeks ago and watched a couple of episodes of the two Corys. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a train wreck. Oh, my God. Yeah, especially Corey Haim. He Corey was Haim was, mess. yeah. Just a mess. Um, so, Anne issued a statement uh, and expressed that we, she said, we've shared some amazing times together, both private and public, and I will always cherish these moments we've shared together. I love him dearly, and I always will. <laughs> it's a story for the ages, I really. Mean, they just really love each other, She's don't just, they? I Let's saw a guy, up. I saw a middle-aged man who was dressing like Michael Jackson, <laughs> and I thought, my heart is lost to this man. She Forever. said, it's been a long journey of dealing with my own chronic fatigue syndrome, which makes it I'm just to... tired of him doing the Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's causing That's the it. fatigue. I That's am... my fatigue. Yeah. Give it up. <laughs> Stop it! Stop! Uh, it's not good. They met. You can't sing. They met during. I'm fatigued. Playboy's Midsummer Night Dream Party uh, in 2012. Are we still blocked, uh, Nick, from his? Yeah, but not from um, uh, Instagram. However, oh, I tell you what. He, and again, I say this. He a very good actor. I agree. Yeah. Very good actor. All he's got to do is focus on that. Yeah. Um, well, who's going to give him the? Uh, we tried. Yeah. We tried. No, I know. 
He could give him. He could regain a career if yeah. he were to do that. All right. Um, speaking about performers, music performers, or people with microphones, um, <laughs> the microphone that Cardi B hurled mm. at an unruly fan last month in Las Vegas is now worth a lot more than it used to be. It's sold. Listen to this yeah. for nearly a hundred thousand dollars on eBay. Oh, no. Who bought it? Come on, man! It was initially put on sale by Scott Fisher, the owner of The Wave Incorporated, a Las Vegas-based audio production company. Yeah, that provided the sound equipment. You know, like Andre does. And, yeah. Uh, for us, uh, for the um, Dre's Beach Club on the day of the incident. And uh, Fisher said his company, which gives audio support to many nightclubs, has been providing audio gear to Dre's since their grand opening uh, nine years ago. And the incident was captured on cell phone video. Fan threw some liquid at Cardi B. She was performing uh, and in retaliation. She threw her mic at the audience member. The fan made a police complaint about the incident, but Cardi B was not charged. Uh, Fisher eventually retrieved the mic. Put it up for auction, uh-huh. committing the process to two charities, Friendship Circle Las Vegas and the Wounded Warrior Project. So the money's going to charity, but $100,000. So, uh, by the way, uh, a wireless mic like that is he- is heavy. You yeah. throw that at somebody that oh, proximity? Yeah. Yep, they are heavy. Um, can we, that one microphone over there, was that the one that Jose Conseco was? Who, who, that he was on? Yeah. It was his brother, <laughs> actually. Oh, he's like brother. Yeah. How much can we sell that for? I don't know. It's a good question. We'll uh, we'll run that up the flagpole later on. Hey, so Jeopardy showrunner Michael Davies uh, revealed on Monday's episode of the Inside Jeopardy podcast the game show's fall season will feature former contestants and old material from previous seasons. He said, I believe principally that it will not be fair to have new contestants making their first appearance on the Alex Trebek stage with non-original material. We're going to open the season with a second chance tournament for players from season 37 who lost their initial game. So they're playing back their second chance uh, uh, the, uh, the reruns now. Uh, I enjoyed when they did that and they had people who had you know just missed and, and, and having a second shot at this. This is obviously a way of sort of circumventing the writer's strike. Yeah, exactly. Winners from the uh, from will advance to a season 37 and 38 champions wild card. A winner from that will. Okay, so he added that uh, questions will be uh, derived from a combination of material that our WGA writers wrote before the strike, which is still in the database, and material that has been redeployed from multiple, multiple seasons of the show. I mean, they have so much material. Have, have any of you listened to the, the podcast that they do oh, the, yeah, behind yeah. the scenes? Nick, any indication as to how many questions they backlog? That, That's or, a great question. Are they writing basically show... There's a show. guy named uh, Buzzy, uh, and he yeah. was a, a champion at one point. We've had, we him, had him on the show. He's yeah, great. And, and he is one of the hosts. Um, I, I know, Steve, that like they create uh, three or four times as many questions per show that right. they actually end up using. The one that I listened to, however, uh, talked a lot about um, Alex's illness, and it was really heartwarming. He, uh. he, he, he was out for a little bit. He called the producers, called the staff, and said, listen, uh, I have pancreatic cancer. And I'm coming to work tomorrow. And it was just, it was so it's amazing. incredible. And they have audio of Alex's call. It's really sweet. It's really touching. Wow. All right. So uh, Noah Schnapp is reflecting on how portraying his Stranger Things character, Will Byers, encouraged him to come out of the closet. He said, once I did fully embrace it, Will was gay. It was just an uh, exponential speed towards accepting it for myself. I told Variety that I would be in a completely different place if I didn't have Will to portray and to embrace and help me accept myself. He's going to Penn, right? Uh, he is going mm-hmm. to Penn, yeah. Um, any... <laughs> Now he came and everything's at a standstill. Yeah. I'm dying for that final season of Stranger oh, Things. Man. I mean, 
It was too. this last season was so good. And here's the deal: these guys are growing up, man. Yeah, like, yeah. like they need to <laughs> film this stuff. Mommy, can you drive me to school? Yeah, he said. I think if I if I never played that character, I probably would still be closeted. Uh, in the caption of his coming out video shared on TikTok back in January, he had written, "I guess I'm more similar to Will than I thought." So he said, playing that character helped him I- out. I hope, uh, in addition to that, because we're such fans, the possibility for a spinoff or, you know, to keep that universe yeah. going in a way. Yeah, in another direction. And there's there's plenty of places they yeah. can go to. And, I and, love uh, it. And, and other people, if they want to stay in that right. time frame, you know, they can they can, they can can back it up a little bit and, and do some uh, origin things. And, yeah, I'll bet you they could they can find a way so, to make that so live. Good. So well done. Yeah. Uh, so Kim Kardashian took to her Instagram on Monday to let fans know that she broke her shoulder. Uh. She said in the video, something you don't, Thank you. You don't know about me. Uh, yeah, I, no. I broke my shoulder and I tore the tendon. That's and tough. it hurts. <laughs> uh, she added that she took a few weeks off working out and that she and her personal trainer were starting out rehabbing today. You got to see, did you see the video of her personal trainer? No. It's exactly the kind of personal trainer you, uh, Kim Kardashian. Is it a guy? No, a girl, but okay. stunning. All right. Uh, she did post a picture, and I actually texted Dr. Mike about it because there was a picture of her on uh, Instagram <clears throat> sitting outside what looks like an MRI machine, but it's not MRI. It's called a pre-nuvo machine yeah, or right. scan. It's basically a huge flashlight. Uh, it, it's kind of what it looks yeah. like, but what it does is it, it, I guess, without radiation, scans your entire body for uh, cancer. It's and stain of the eye. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, uh, hey, Mike, did you ever hear of this? And and he had, at that point, had not, but you know Mike. Yeah. He's going to do his research and find out about it. And okay. he, he's, he, every other episode, he's on the Kardashians. <laughs> so here's yeah. the here's the post, and, and I'll read it to you. She wrote, Kim wrote, I recently did this pre scan and had to tell you all about this life-saving machine. Uh, the full body scan is the ability to detect cancer and diseases such as aneurysms in its earliest stages. Wow. Before symptoms arise, it was like getting an MRI for an hour with no radiation and it was really, it saved some of my friends' lives and I just wanted to share. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Now I'm going to I'm gonna put a, a <clears throat> 10 points for Gryffindor. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, <laughs> good for her. Yeah. For getting the word out about that too. Um, well, okay. Now I want one of those. I want one yeah. in the studio. Yeah. 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 Especially if you can heat up meals. By the way, uh, she uh, on Tuesday, Chloe shared a photo of her daughter True and Kim's son Sam to Instagram, and both children had casts on their arms. I hit them. Uh, no, she, she did not. I hit them hard, and I feel so bad. Chloe wrote uh, summer twenty twenty three cousin cast club trampoline and monkey bars. They had a ball this summer. Did any of you have uh, in elementary school or when you were you know early junior high to have a have a cast? Because I remember oh, yeah. it was the oh, coolest yeah. thing. I had one in eighth grade and ninth grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and were, were you the the uh, celebrity? Uh, I think ninth grade, nobody really gave a crap. But yeah. uh, eighth grade, yes, absolutely. I couldn't wait for people to find that. <laughs> Caroline that? had one in, uh, like in grade school, like twice she broke her elbow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so they were keeping it like one eye on us going, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Casey, but, when you had yours, what time of year was it? Uh, the eighth grade one was, uh, right around November. Okay. Did you keep it once it was removed? <laughs> Dude, right? I had it taken off uh, right before Christmas, and we put it on the top of the tree as the star. 
Because <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. was an autograph book, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. yeah. I still have my cast from when I uh, ruptured my Achilles and, and tore my calf muscle, and uh, like Mark Wahlberg's autograph is on there. Yeah, it was 2012, uh-huh. maybe something like that when that happened, and uh, that was when, back when I had the scooter <laughs> that I yeah. really cried about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. Robert Klein signed it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, somebody here should break a limb just so we can get celebrities to sign <laughs> it. Well, when we have some big names yeah. coming up, all right, yeah. I'll break something. You take the bullet? Thank you, man. We'll break it gently in a vice. All right. Let's let's do the clips here. In the passenger, a man must come to terms with his past after his co-worker goes on a murderous rampage and takes him along for the ride. Here, director Carter Smith talks to me about the unusual friendship between the two characters. What I fell in love with when I first read the script was the idea that this crazy, intimate friendship could somehow come to life under these horrific circumstances. It's not the type of story where you expect to get so emotionally involved with how these two are relating to each other, especially after what happens in the beginning of the film. Um, and that was always really interesting to me. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. The Passenger is available now on MGM+. <laughs> All right, uh, hold on. Next up, here we go. <laughs> Shortcomings is a slice-of-life movie about three California socialites navigating their lives as young adults. And here, star Ali Mackay talks about how the movie finds comedy and drama in a story about normal people. Hmm. I think it's definitely kind of a hard movie to sum up. The arcs of these characters, it's not like, you know, um, you know, crazy, like, sci-fi or anything like that. It's just about these these three people that are kind of finding themselves in Berkeley and then end up in New York. I don't, I don't, want, I don't think I want to Shortcomings is in in theaters now, by the way. Michael just doesn't want to see He's not really, he's not into it. He doesn't think he wants to see any TV. He's very, all right, closed up. Uh, All right, that's it. That's the final story in the, god damn it. Come on. What happened? You got this. Dropping papers. Oh, man. Uh, The Entertainment Report. So, just dropping papers. We have a couple things going on. Uh, We're going live on Fox Good Day today. We have Ryan Avery from Screen Crush awesome to chat to about almost anything when it comes to movies and TV shows and all that. So we'll do that. But we also have a secret text word today. Steven Singer Jewelers, we have a $100 gift card uh, to give away. And all you have to do is text word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. Ask you to call in later with that word. We'll grab a random texture to him. By the way, also I'm supposed to mention this. Uh, you can be one of the first 100. If you are one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Singer Jewelers uh, on the other corner of 8th and Walnut this Saturday starting at noon, you can get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond, no purchase necessary. It's pretty crazy. That's on Saturday. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. Just a heads up on that. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, so stay with us, please. We will not be gone long. Join Nick McElwain and Heineken Friday from 3 to 5 at Wicked Wolf, 1214 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enjoy new, crisp and refreshing Heineken Silver. 3.2 carbs and 95 calories. All the taste with no bitter endings. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Uh, real quick, I'm going to leave with a shout out if you don't mind. Right. Uh, this is from Mike Story. He says, I'd like to send a shout out to my wife, Heather, for being the best puppy mommy Aww. to our two French bulldogs, Remy and Hank. Yes, I named them 
them both after X-Men characters. <laughs> Hank is four months old. Unfortunately, broke his elbow and has to go in for surgery. And this was back on the 31st, so I missed it by a little bit. Elbow. Said she has uh, been an absolute champ keeping up with Hank's medication schedule and making sure he has a uh, he is comfortable as possible while he is in his cast. Aww. So here's a shout out for uh, Heather. And that's uh, Remy's one of your favorite characters. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, Remy, Remy, Lebeau. Remy Lebeau is yeah. uh, is Gambit. And then Hank is uh, Hank McCoy, uh, who is a beast. You remember they were moving ahead. It was Channing Tatum was going to play uh, him in the, uh, in the be movie. Yeah, Gambit. I would love to have seen a Gambit movie, but, but they effed it up. We've had a, uh, a glut of, uh, of superhero movies, and now there needs to be a little break. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can talk to uh, Ryan Avery yes. later on with Screen Crush about that later on this morning. But in the meantime, I think it's been a while since we've opened up shop and uh, strolled oh. around the, uh, really? yeah, the old store. Talk about this is the general store. It's basically the same stuff we do with every segment, just packaged differently. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to go to this part of the store. It's the toy aisle. Oh, now I'm a big toy fan. All right, and uh, we're, we're specifically in in the Mattel section, uh, Mattel Adventure Park, a full-scale amusement park featuring your favorite Mattel toys and games, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Thomas and Friends, Masters of the Universe, Ooh. Magic 8-Ball, Pictionary, Uno, and more, will be a reality in 2024. What took them so long to get in on this? Yeah. They have some of the pivotal, like foundational toys. Yeah. In their catalog. Uh, it is said to open up sometime in 2024 at VAI Resort, located just south of State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Oh, isn't that going to be hot? That's <laughs> like, what I was thinking okay. immediately, Casey. Oh, yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> uh, built in collaboration, <laughs> with, in collaboration with Epic Resorts Destinations. It'll serve as a year-round Arizona entertainment destination and will be the state's first fully themed indoor-outdoor. Yes, Amusement park, so Casey, there's an indoor part to it. Okay, I, I mean, don't, I listen, don't know how much, but that area is really great when it's not July and August. Yes, so maybe it'll be a nice off-season destination mm -hmm. uh, for some people. Well, you know, like Florida is for you know going to Disney. Gets hot down there as well, obviously. Yes, it does. For Disney, and then, then that makes hot. sense. Obviously, this is a, a different kind of thing. Uh, I I think you're going to see uh, more companies. Uh, do this stuff. Obviously, the success of Legoland and Hasbro has stuff, you know, yeah. uh, Mattel. But full-scale full amusement, scale amusement park, park. Like with uh, roller coasters and everything. So where's that Nickelodeon? Is that Nickelodeon Park in Jersey? Uh, you know, the indoor park? You see oh. the, oh, see the commercial oh. sport? Was that There's supposed to be North Jersey? Something in Edison. Okay. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh. So I it's, like, it's, it's an indoor it has coasters and everything indoor. That's cool. And it's a Nickelodeon park. They have a Nickelodeon <clears throat> hotel, at least they used to, in Orlando. I remember seeing that. Wait, yeah, in, uh, wait where? Yeah, it's in Orlando. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Orlando. Uh, Steve, it's part of that American Dream thing up in the East Rutherford near the Meadowlands. All right. And so uh, the, for Nickelodeon, it's a Nickelodeon Universe, which is uh, indoors. All right. Okay. Do you want to hear some of the things they're planning? Oh, yeah. Okay. This oh, is, yeah. Uh, these are some of the attractions. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, full The full-scale Barbie experiences. They'll have a life-size beach house with hologram technology to bring Barbie to life. It will also include a flying theater and full-dimensioned dream closet experience. Will they have molestable Barbie reel dolls? Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, a Barbie rooftop bar and restaurant with expansive views of the property. And, of course, it comes with pink drinks as well as sweet and savory snacks. So how how huge 
And how much of a rush are they to get that part of the park done first? They've probably been working on yeah. it for a while. I don't really because know. Because I don't, uh, no matter who you are, at least industry-wise, no one was predicting a billion dollars plus for the Barbie movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's huge. Uh, they have two Hot Wheels-themed roller coasters. Now, that's where we can Hell go. We'll yes. run there first, Preston. Yeah. 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 The Hot Wheels Bone Shaker, the ultimate ride, is the first ever family coaster featuring the famous hot rod skull design that climbs 84 feet into the air. How how many Hot Wheels did you have at your at your most, at your oh, biggest collection? Enough that I had that uh, that case, Steve, where you could carry them around. Sure. Yeah, I had that you, too. You, you looked, like, looked like a giant tire, yeah. right? You yeah. were like a hustler when you came into town. You could open up your... Oh, Dude. I think I'm ready to go. As a kid, I never felt like a bigger badass than when I was carrying that thing around. Oh, that... And it held like... 60? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 My brother was more into micro machines when they came oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Those things were great. But uh, and, but the the cool thing were the tracks that you could buy. That obviously. was the best part. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'd break and fall apart. And, and then you, know. you use them for fights. Yeah. They <laughs> never, yes. ever would whip the hell out of each other. They never worked like they did in the commercials. <laughs> you know what, though? I. I I Some beg to would. differ. Preston, I had that, that powerhouse. You know, the thing yeah, where, yeah. And they, they, for a brief period, they had like a sloping, almost like, um, uh, you know, like a um, NASCAR type track design. And you could just put the Hot Wheels in and they would run. Just go and, and keep go going. going. Yeah. We had, by the time my boys were born, they had all kinds of crazy things. Like we bought like a T-Rex one that literally yeah. had a giant. Yeah. I just bought that for my nephew for his birthday oh, last really? year. It's amazing. Big dinosaur yes. head on it. And oh. you like yeah. reel it up. It's like an elevator and it cranks and it falls down and it spins around. I think I want <laughs> that now. Yeah. So, Steve, you can come over and play with me. <laughs> they're also going to have the Twin Mill Racer. It's a double looping ride guaranteed to give a serious adrenaline boost. It will feature a double loop and two corkscrew. And the first coaster of its kind in Arizona. Do they have a, a stretch Armstrong equivalent where you're drawn and quartered? No, <laughs> they do not. Um, Thomas and Friends, they have the World of Sodor. Uh, it's an area featuring seven family friendly experiential attractions and rides with dedicated indoor play space for little adventures. So that'd be for the little, familiar little, with this, little so. kids. Thomas and Friends. Yeah. Thomas oh, the Tank Engine. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that'll be for the, the little kids where Thomas is very cross. Yeah, it'd be cool. He's if acting they, like a dick. <laughs> they, I mean, uh, Universal has Hogwarts, and uh, the Magic Kingdom just has, awards. The, has the General Awards. <laughs> <laughs> the Hogwarts Express is what I was uh, meant to say, but uh, and then uh, Magic Kingdom had they have a train that goes around the park sure. as well. Yeah, It'd be really? Cool if they had a Thomas thing that went around the park. Man, I'm, I miss I the agree. Thomas en- uh, engine era with my son. It was it was so freaking adorable. So innocent. That, uh, it, was, it was it was I would watch it. It was so well, not, not the watching. The, I mean, the watching was great yeah. too because there were a whole bunch of different narrators and, and George Carlin was great and Ringo and Alec Baldwin. But uh, just the toys, Steve. Like that we would had we had Aww. tracks all over the house and. Uh, I mean, we, he just would play with them for hours on end. Thomas and Percy and who else? Those are the only two Sir, names I remember. Sir Topham Hat. And, yeah. Uh, I'm trying Pud. to think of the other trains. I don't remember the other Pud. trains. Oh, uh, remember Pud? <laughs> what uh, was the By the way, going back to, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, the, no. Uh, uh, the trains at the, at the uh, theme parks. parks. Yeah. Um, Great Adventure has one too, right? Goes all the way around the park, maybe? Uh, like a monorail of some sort. Okay. That was always like the later in the day. Yeah, let's just chill for a Let's second. just hang out for a yeah, little while. Yeah, here, and just ride around pop. the park. Let's do a thing. few lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, that was, uh, and that's always a fun part, but I think you're right, Preston. You go bolting towards the big ticket items when you go yeah. to get into the park. Yeah. And then once you're a little you're tired out, you take that, that yeah. run. You know what? In Orlando, Orlando, uh, Preston, the Dr. Seuss 
exhibit that that area, the ride. Oh, and Universal. Oh, and, and Universal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that place is. Yeah. Marissa and I walked around there. I love that it's wonderful. area. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and the ride is it's a leisurely, fun, fun little thing. Hey, yeah. they invited us back in October. Shouldn't we go? Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't think that I was really into these things, and then I walked into Simpson Land down uh-huh. there, and like you guys, we walked into Moe's. You and got I was me like, a flaming Mo. I was like, oh my god, there's the pin pals on the wall, and yeah. I was shouting they all get these you. things. They, they I mean, get they, you, Steve. They're, they're committed to doing it. I don't care how reticent you are to turn yourself over to the mm-hmm. the park experience. They'll get you. Mm-hmm. All right. Also at the Mattel Park, which will be opening if you're just tuning in in uh, Arizona in 2024, the Masters of the Universe. Castle Grayskull. Wow. That's pretty badass. It's a 4,500 square foot laser tag arena in the likeness of the iconic uh, Castle Grayskull Fortress. And they will also have a mini golf experience. And this will feature nine holes inspired by Magic 8-Ball, Pictionary, and other beloved Mattel games. There will also be a larger-than-life custom Climb Uno structure, which, by the way, Universal... I wanted to. I want to play that miniature golf course that when you first come in, right? Like there's, yeah. Once you, that is Before one of the you first things the you park. see. Yeah. yeah, it looks awesome. It does. But then, then you have the park, <laughs> right? And yeah, like yeah. Mini golf, right? You know. <laughs> but I want to go back and play that sometime. Vai Resort will spine uh, span nine acres and spine it. Yeah. Uh, Feature spine these kids. An outdoor concert venue, four hotel towers, a sand beach, a nightclub, and more. Uh, and it's not just for kids. A resort, which is a separate attraction from Mattel Adventure Park, has plenty of adult activities to enjoy, including private bars and sections yeah. blocked off. <laughs> That are adults only. So, wow, okay, wow. Which Uh, they haven't revealed details about yet. Uh, It'll be the largest hotel. The the resort will be the largest hotel in Arizona with over 1,100 rooms, 12 restaurants, $40 million, a $40 million, 360-degree rotating stage, and more. Didn't you, do you remember, Preston, they were talking about a... Um, Disney World sized park in MPA in in this area. The, I the remember Poconos or the no? Yeah, the Disney was, Experience was supposed to be at Eighth right. Market. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. not there, but there was one that was actually they had acreage that they were going after. It might have been out in Exton or oh. I don't know, but they were looking at it. But of course, the one issue with something like that is you don't have the you can't use it year round. All of it, right? right? Yeah. I mean, Great Adventure does well, obviously, but... There's a Cartoon Network hotel up in Lancaster. Have you guys heard really? of this? Yes. Yes. Oh, as a matter of fact, I passed it. Uh, my son had a rugby tournament up there, up by the outlets. Uh-huh. It's actually really close to Dutch Wonderland. Yes. I yeah, feel yeah. like it's like right across... It's the right st- next to the C-SPAN park. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, right across the street from Dutch Wonderland. The experiences look really cool. Um, the, the hotel is... Is that it? On yeah, this screen? is it, Steve. And it has all custom rooms. There's oh. like the Powder Puff Girls room and such. Okay. And I, I, I want to go there and rock Lidditz. I Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that where they do the, um, the like concert the concert practices yes. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that Cartoon Network hotel is not... It was not built for that. It no, was, it looks like, like a converted, like a, like a motel. Like a Ramada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, well, uh, let's move on to another part of the store and oh. see what else we can find. Let's go I shopping. we're in the store. Oh, we yeah. are. Let's go shopping. Game. We're the country store. Uh, odds and ends are what we call this this, this uh, particular segment. Uh, 
All right, so we're going to go into, there, there's actually a scientific section. There's a medical yeah, section. Yeah, there's a full research facility. Yeah, so it's called In the Justine Institute. It's right next to the feed. So a scientist has revealed what you are really swallowing when you go into the ocean. Uh. We, we were just, you were just talking yesterday <laughs> a story about some bathers. It was in England mm-hmm. in the surf, and they apparently they encountered um, fecal matter that made them sick. They were triathletes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they ended up... Um, having a lot of diarrhea issues. So Adolfo Sanchez Blanco is a biology professor who frequently shares educational videos on his TikTok channel. Most recently, the Connecticut-based professor shared what is inside the mouthful of ocean water you just accidentally took in. I uh, gave viewers a look at the microscope life that is most likely, microscopic life that is most likely in the water you swallowed. So he takes a drop of seawater. Right. He goes, you see him getting out of, out of the ocean and brings it in, drops it in. And um, the drop of seawater contained many microorganisms, including uh, Nopleus larva of a microscopic crustacean, which is an insect in its beginning stages of life. There was also a diatom next to a grain of sand, broken fustule of diatom, uh, dinoflagellate, uh, diatom, colonial diatom, and a swimming protozoan. It so sounds, there's a lot of diatom. Yeah, it sounds like you're making a like a Harry Potter yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, spell or something. Yeah. So Adolfo explained in his video that while the organisms... Uh, by the way, a, a diatom is a single-cell algae. Okay. While a protozoan is a parasite. All right. It's diatom, but I'm not... Okay, I think you're right. Uh, like a, diatom? Like, yeah. Well, like two atoms. A diatom is a single-cell uh. algae. So... Uh, Aldolfo explained in his video that while the organisms are near invisible to the naked eye, it's highly likely that anyone who's been in for a dip of the ocean has ingested all of them at one point in time. But he was quick to stress that they won't cause any real harm because the hydrochloric acid that your stomach produces will kill the microorganisms that you ingest. He explained that you shouldn't be scared of the water because microscopic life is always present. So drink up. He said the problem is when an aquatic ecosystem like the ocean gets polluted, this will alter the balance in the ecosystem and microorganisms such as bacteria will thrive. For example, when ocean water contains excessive amounts of bacteria, this will lead to gastrointestinal infections, skin issues, or other worse problems. I, I, yeah, that's something I, I never am thrilled to get seawater in my mouth. He said uh, that you should avoid swallowing any ocean water because you never know what could be lurking in it. And he noted the microorganisms shown in the video are not really harmful. Is it okay to eat the sand? Uh, you, you eat, eat sand? sand? <laughs> uh, speaking of Newsweek, he said, we don't have that anymore, do we? Oh, man. It's unbelievable. Speaking of Newsweek, he said that it's not unusual for microorganisms to be harmful, adding that it just depends on where the water sample was taken from. But there's stuff in that water when have, you drink Have you ever it. been in, you, you'll see them close down, well, where you guys are down in Wildwood Crest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, does the beach periodically get closed for reasons like Not since I, we've been there. Okay. No, yeah, I, Not um, since I've been there. I've never seen a... Yeah, there was, uh, there was, um... Uh, it was closed last summer for like a day or two just oh, because, yeah. you know, they, they test the water all the time. You don't see them, but, you right. know, it's the equivalent of, you know, your lifeguards, you know, testing the pool water. Just make sure that the uh, chlorine and uh, pH levels are fine. They do the same thing uh, down the Jersey Shore. And, Where- uh, 
where my mom and sister are in Florida, they get red tides a fair amount. Red tide's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they'll sh- they, they shut the beach down. You can't yeah. go in there. Yeah. But the water, um, I actually was in the ocean on Monday. And by that, I mean really? I, I was up to my ankles. Oh, uh, but well, technically, I was in the ocean. How warm? Uh, uh, super warm. Yeah. And it was really clear. Oh. Uh, there's a guy who works in our sales department named Rob. He was, uh, I believe, in... Uh, uh, Somewhere in Barnegat, maybe, and he said he was like up to his neck, and he he, he could basically see his feet. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's extremely clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually yeah, there was no meat. <laughs> we ate fowl. Here we go. Yeah. There was no fowl. We ate crow. <laughs> when there was no crow, they had to be found. We ate sand. We ate what? We ate sand. We ate sand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's a weird clip. Cage's delivery is so... You ate what? Sand? <laughs> ate sand? sand? <laughs> All righty. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to go into the tech section. Oh. People don't realize how sprawling this local general store is. We still welcome anybody and yeah. everybody who wants to stroll on in. Uh, at the end of a, uh, May... Hey, hey, hey. We're, we're in the speech impediment section. At the end of May, oh. HBO Max asked users uh, to solve complex puzzles to prove that they were human. Multiple platforms have implemented more complicated... Uh, Captures? Yes. So when you see, oh, okay. When you're signing in or logging yeah. into a site, it's I know usually that was like, the yeah. How many of these pictures have a motorcycle in them? Or it's you know, it's to determine whether you are a robot or not. Basically, yes, exactly. Yeah. So they've implemented, they have now implemented more complicated ones. I hate those things. dots on dice, listening to audio clips, and identifying horses made of clouds. And the reason being is AI is to blame because AI can now. I'll figure out the catch, uh, the captchas uh, that we already used to, uh, that we are already used to, and so websites have to step up the puzzle so, because of AI. Of course, of course. Uh, the ones that I find the most, uh, where I have to cycle through a few of them, or where it's like a bent E and a seven, and, a, and so you have these yeah. the series of um, punctuation marks, and you have to identify them. And a lot of times they're on top of each other, and you can't discern what's what. I don't like the pictured ones because sometimes it'll say crosswalks. Yeah, and but a little tiny mm. itty bit of that paint is just in the corner exactly. of this one picture. Does that one count or not? And Rochelle was doing one through the government. I think this is when we were trying to get uh, the global entry uh, thing and had to go through a multi-step verification right. thing. And I kid you not, she must have gone through 30 of them. No. I, like, I, it was non-stop. And, and we kept, she was like, am I getting these wrong? She's right. like, come over here and look at this. I'm like, no, that's what I would do. And just kept going and going and going and going. And eventually, she got through. And I don't know if it really just rigidly wanted to test her that much or there were minor mistakes being made or whatever it was. But it was annoying as hell. So, you talk about the AI. I sent you an article this morning where now AI... Uh, listening capabilities can discern, can discern keystrokes. So, in other words, they can use an AI bug to listen to oh, the yeah. keystrokes on your computer yeah. to discern what your password might be. Huh. Uh, that's insane. That's like the same thing, though, of, of watching fingerprints on a phone or like an ATM machine. Right, if, if you right. see marks that are left, yeah. 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 But, um, but even then, I mean, that's, you know, if, if you have like six characters, there, that's yeah, that's yeah. loads of combinations you still have to try and figure out. But uh, the fact that it can hear the yeah. audio, yeah, 
that it can pick up and know what keystrokes you're yeah, making? Yeah, it's, it's in the article. Let me call it up. because That's it, better it, than me, the great typini. Yeah, and you... you, you <laughs> I used to be able to tell who was typing simply by listening to people on their keyboards. Uh, yeah, let me see. if I, you, uh, you go to the other the tire section of the store. Um, that's crazy. So, uh, in addition to changing security online, AI might generate more and more content on the web. Uh, phishing scams for personal data may also become more sophisticated as generative AI can even duplicate your voice. We heard, we played a clip yesterday of um, James Hetfield uh, that was an AI-generated version of his voice singing an ACDC song. I can't find the article, but this is the kind of thing like you you have the story about uh, five months ago, four or five months ago, where the, the AI replicated uh, this woman's daughter's voice yeah. and they tried to convince her to pay a ransom yeah. and had the, 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 the daughter's voice crying. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's amazing. This I, is right up here, pressed on the screen. This is what you hate, right? I hate these. Yeah, this is the, one of the captures. Picture, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have to believe they will eventually figure out how to sidestep uh, these issues with AI, but they're just going to keep there's going to be more of them, and they're going to have to figure out how to sidestep that. And then, then once they figure that one out, the next one's going to come up, and they're going to have to figure out how to fix that. Well, I think the obvious would be to have to to incorporate AI into foiling, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. In other words, AI so, versus AI. Yeah, we're just stepping. We're just, <laughs> and then Skynet calls us. That's yeah, what happens, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. and, and again, I go, I go back mm. to this thought all the time. But it's 2023. Like, what is this conversation going to be like in five years, ten years? Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I, I'm fairly convinced that the genie's already out of the bottle. I agree. Not, not so oh, that, and it's, that's it. It's uh, it's <clears throat> multiplying quickly. Yeah. Like very quickly, the things that we didn't even consider. It's like when they when they beta test something, and they throw it out into the public, right? And then all of a sudden, all those issues they never even considered about whatever it is they're testing come up, that's what's starting to happen. So, I read an article yesterday about some of the advantages of AI in medical diagnosis. Yeah. And stuff that's like that. Great. So that 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 is really cool. But uh, like, in other words, could AI have told us years ago that on Lost it actually was purgatory? <laughs> Maybe. And we right. could have just saved ourselves right. a bunch of time. AI could have written a different ending, though. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Suggest- it could have suggested a few things that could have helped the producers. Yeah. And AI could have been one of the greatest basketball players ever. Absolutely. <laughs> he was. Okay. Yeah, I got his autograph at Fridays. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. We were in Iverson used to hang out at yeah. Fridays. Yeah. Right across the street yeah, right down here. Street. And I, he used to hang out at Hands, and then he switched sides of the... Went across the street. Yeah. yeah. Tax free. Yeah. If he just would have taken care of his body. Just would have taken care yeah. of All right. Anyhow, knock it off. We got to close up shop Aww. because... We're going live on Fox Good Day, but I would like you to thank you. I would like to thank you for stopping by and come on in anytime because we. That's proprietor Dennis, uh, Preston Dennis, <laughs> Dennis speaking. Yeah, I just created a new character. <laughs> oh, was it AI that created the character? <laughs> That's a good question. All right, well, listen. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget the secret text word, hundred dollar gift card to Stephen Singer Jewelers. Text word secret three nine three three. And also, don't forget you can be one of the if you're one of the first hundred people to visit Stephen Singer Jewelers in the other corner of Eighth and Walnut. In Philly this Saturday, starting at noon, you can get a free half carat lab grown diamond. No purchase necessary. It's pretty wild. That's legit. Uh, we will return in a moment. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We've got uh, the audio turned up, so hopefully we'll be hearing some music here in a little bit. That'll mean we're going live on Fox Good Day this morning. A reminder that we do have a secret text word today, and it is a $100 gift card to Steven Singer Jewelers. So make sure you text the word secret to 39333. It's the man of the hour. It's uh, part of a promotion he's doing. Yeah, if you're one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Singer Jewelers, that's at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly this Saturday starting at noon. Uh, you can get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond, no purchase necessary at all. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of nutty, but that's what it's, he's doing. That's what he does. All right, we have about a minute okay. uh, before we go You have your banjo? On Fox Good Day. I do not have a banjo, but I have my recorder. Hey! Uh, I can't. I, Lord I, of I the wish Rings? I could do an actual song. Uh, do Lord um, of the Rings. Uh, Rocky theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to win this fight. Damn it. Going live, guys. Yeah. What's that? I can't hear. I, they're on. There we go. All right. All right. Just in time. Uh, listen to this. We were looking at this survey about <laughs> what you should and shouldn't order at uh, restaurants. I mean, I think, I think we'd all would agree. If you go to a, like a funky diner, you're not going to get the clams casino. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. seafood or something like that. But I never heard this, that when you order a cocktail, maybe you shouldn't ask for the garnish, like the fruit they put in there. Yes. Because they think that maybe that fruit hasn't been washed. Oh, Okay. Well, won't the alcohol kill whatever disease That's is on? That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe the yeah. booze will kill it. I have seen uh, people prepping uh, those, you know, little lemon and lime twists and stuff like that. And and I've, I've watched and been a little bit concerned <laughs> oh, about mm-hmm. the cleanliness uh, because we've been at places where there's going to be a really big crowd and they're, they're doing like giant tubs of those things for the day. Yeah, yeah. And it looks a little iffy to me. We, but we, I, do, I do always eat the little fruit that comes yeah. in my cup. Cocktail. This is part of 
fun. I do. Yeah. Uh, we were actually at a place where, and we're not going to say the name, but we saw oh, the, yeah. the dude was literally using <laughs> his hands up to his elbows to mix what looked like a huge tub of nachos. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. and, oh, and we're like, that. word, note to self, don't have the nacho. I haven't yeah. eaten there since. Ever. <laughs> yeah, so Another someone, one they said was don't get sprouts. Like in a salad, okay, because they're hard to store and clean properly. Oh, Don't get sprouts. <laughs> no, but you know what? That doesn't surprise me because I remember it was it was ages ago, and I think it was. Do you guys remember the old uh, uh, the Mexican place uh, Chichis? Yes, yeah. and they had like an outbreak oh, of Chichis. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there was some kind of an outbreak, and it was because of like the scallions, the onions mm-hmm. uh, were prepped, and that kind of makes me think of sprouts in that situation yes. too, that they can't keep them yeah. clean. It's like the, the sometimes you go to a place and they'll have a comp. Complimentary bowl of shrimp by the cash register. You know, don't <laughs> don't, do don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. See you later. All right, all right. All right guys. That's it. That's a quickie. Hey, right. with the delay, though, we, we kind of made it work, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Right. And, and by the way, that was an incredible rendition of the Rocky. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was uh, never had one lesson. Thank you very much. All right, uh, let's do the bizarre fog because I do have good. Kristen and Steve's Brought to you by PGW. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. And you can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. All right, where to begin? I have loads of wild stories. We'll start in Italy. A man in Italy was reportedly crushed to death after a shelving collapsed caused thousands of wheels of cheese to fall on him. And it was the owner of the company, owner uh, Giacomo Chiaparini, said to be in his 70s, had been working at a cheese factory in Bergamo. How do you feel? I'm a Gouda. On Sunday evening when the collapse occurred, an estimate... An estimated 20 firefighters arrived at the factory before they were joined by others from neighboring areas. Um, and firefighters managed to find uh, Ciparini's body Monday morning following a search that lasted all through the night. Like, they couldn't even find him. There was that much cheese. Wow. So there, I, I saw a picture of what they were burying him out from under. I mean, you, this is huge chunks. Yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, they're gi- cheese, gigantic. Put yeah. your arms out like you're like you're doing the, the size of a tire. Like, it's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they weigh a lot. Yeah. Yes, they do. Uh, he had entered the factory in order to control a piece of machinery uh, amid concerns that some of the shelves containing thousands of wheels of Grana Padano cheese had collapsed. Employees outside the building raised the alarm and called firefighters. When his body was found in the morning, he was located 40 feet away from the machine. Uh, in Italy, by the way, this is interesting. Uh, they recorded 776 workplace fatalities in 2020. That year, there were 323,683 recorded workplace workplace accidents across Italy, which were lower than in Spain, France, and Germany. And just to give you some comparison, the United States, which has a population nearly six times that of Italy, there were 5,190 fatal work uh, workplace injuries across uh, sectors in all of 2021. I have to give Nick's joke a spotlight. He says, uh, debris was everywhere. Oh, dude. Oh, oh dude. Okay. Somebody uh, texted yeah. him saying, there you go. <laughs> this man is now with Jesus. Oh, <laughs> So <laughs> that one I love. What's that? What's the guy's name again? Chipperini? Uh yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah Giacomo. I would oh, oh, make Giacomo. a cheese in his honor. 
Chiaparini. Yeah. So. Um, all right, now listen to this. Here's a, here's another pretty horrific story. A woman was critically injured when a shark bit her on the leg while she was swimming at a beach in the Queensboro of New York City. The 50-year-old woman was swimming off Rockaway Beach just before 6 p.m. Monday when a shark <laughs> bit her on the left leg. Lifeguards pulled the woman from the water and administered first aid. She was taken to Jamaica Hospital in critical but stable condition with severe lacerations to her thigh. I read a report that said the, the bite was... Took off 20 pounds of flesh? That oh didn't seem God. possible. Whoa. I don't know. Lifeguards cleared all swimmers from the water, and the police used a helicopter to search the area for sharks, but they didn't find any. Rockaway Beach was closed to swimming and surfing on Tuesday as a precaution. Experts say shark bites are extremely rare, with only 57 unprovoked bites last year. They were able to use a fudgy-wudgy bar to slow <laughs> the bleeding, Preston. Uh, the shark bite occurred amid a rise in shark sightings at New York City and Long Island beaches due to factors including improved water quality and thriving populations of the bunker fish that sharks feed on. Uh, Monday's shark bite at Rockaway Beach was the first reported in recent memory. Uh, there have been at least five instances of sharks biting swimmers and surfers at Long Island beaches mm. this summer. That's where Kathy is, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's out. Actually, she's out in uh, the end of the island, which has uh, a fa- fairly robust great white population. There All have right. been no fatalities. All right. Here's the weirdest story of the day. This is pretty wild. A Texas woman was attacked by a hawk and a snake at the same time. Yeah. After the bird, which eats snakes, accidentally dropped the wriggling serpent on her. Oh, geez. <laughs> Peggy Jones, who was 64 years old, was mowing her lawn when a passing hawk dropped a snake on her before swooping down to angrily try and reclaim its meal. The That's snake, for you. The snake wrapped itself around her arm and then began striking her face <gasps> as the bird sunk its talons deep into her flesh. So she's getting bit on the face by, by a snake, a snake and she's getting ripped to shreds on her arm from a hawk from its talons. <laughs> she has no idea what's happening. Yeah. She's just, she just went along. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you gotta see her arm. Her arm Oh my god. It, it just it looks like like a like a like a bloodwurst. It, yeah. It's unbelievably the torn up. Ordeal left her with cuts and bruising to her arm and face. Oh my god. It began after a it began after a snake suddenly fell out of the sky and landed on her and before she could remove it the hawk uh, attack began. She like said, the bird. She said I was I was trying to sling my arm and sling the snake off and the snake wrapped around my arm. The snake was striking in my face. It struck my glasses oh. a couple of times and I was slinging and slinging and he was striking and striking and he kept hanging on. She realized it must have been dropped by a passing bird since she was not under any trees. And then an elk it, came out of the woods and violated her from behind. When it happened and her assumption was quickly confirmed when the hawk swooped down and joined the melee. The hawk, she said, appeared just as fast as the snake appeared. It grabbed the snake that was wrapped around my arm and pulled it like it was going to carry it away and when he did, it flung my arm up. The hawk was carrying my arm and the snake with it. Oh my God. The hawk struggled to remove the snake from Mrs. Jones' body, stabbing her with its talons repeatedly as it attempted to snatch back its food. Eventually, the snake was pulled from her arm, leaving her startled husband to drive her to the hospital. <laughs> she said there were puncture wounds, cuts, abrasions, scratches, and severe bruising. She added the snake's attack to her face damaged her glasses as well. <laughs> no, my glasses. What, kind what of the snake? hell did you do, woman? I did not find out what kind of snake it okay. was, Casey. Thank God it wasn't like, well, I don't know if it was a rattlesnake or not. But. I don't know. Mrs. Jones described the attack as severely traumatic adding that she thought she was going to die and had trouble sleeping since it had happened. Imagine that. Yeah. You're just yeah. outside mowing your lawn. Yeah. A snake
snake falls on your arm, wraps around it, yeah. and then a, a attacking bird starts shredding your arm, yep. and this all happens within seconds. You have no idea what's happening. Steve, uh, it, it reminds me when we had a, I had a little sleepover camp out in my backyard, and at one point, my friend Brian, he was sit- we were all sitting in the tent, and his head was like, you know, up against the tent, yeah. and... He gets attacked. We have no clue what's happening. We just see the tent moving. And he goes, <laughs> what had happened was my cat saw from the outside. From the outside. She saw a head moving up against the tent. That's great. And decided to attack him and, like, just went. Yeah, yeah. We had no clue. Like, it took us did, a little while. Like, what the F just, just did, happened? Did your cat still have claws? Yeah. What's that? Did your cat still have oh, claws? Yeah. It was, he was an outside cat. <laughs> That's hilarious. That poor son of a bitch. <laughs> you would, you That's would, hilarious. Nothing you would think? No. Wow. How did that happen? <laughs> Alright, one last animal story. Uh, Iraq's prime minister has ordered an investigation into how a bear escaped from its crate in the cargo hold of an Iraqi aircraft <laughs> oh, as it man. was due to depart from Dubai airport leaving passengers disgruntled over the delay and causing a stir on social media. Yeah, can I get a rum and coke? Iraqi's Airways. Iraqi Airways said that it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape and that the aircraft's crew had worked with authorities in the United Arab Emirates, which dispatched a specialist to sedate the animal and remove it from the plane. So they got his rum and coke. They sedated it, Steve. (laughs) A video... Are we flying? A video clip circulating on social media showed the plane's captain apologizing to passengers for Friday's takeoff delay because the bear's escape from uh, from the crate in the cargo hold. You ever give a bear a handy? Uh, the bear was being flown from Baghdad to Dubai, uh, but I don't know if they were going to Abu Dhabi or <laughs> well. Uh, but a person on the video clip suggested people of Dubai don't like bears, but the Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, suggesting otherwise, <laughs> saying the aircraft. was was an hour late for its trip to Baghdad and the passengers were being asked to disembark until the issue was resolved. Well, this is clearly a smaller bear. It was, uh, we were looking at footage of it. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, a Kodiak bear. Uh, Dubai International Airport, the world's busiest international air, uh, international travel declined to comment on When it. your bear has to be there overnight. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. positively. Alright, and there we go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Um, let me, you know, alright, let's take a break. I'm going to mention that when we come back. All right. Uh, we'll take a break, and uh, am I giving this away, Case? Yeah, give away one of those, because it's a pretty right. cool event I've been We to. have a four-pack of weekend passes, by the way, for the 13th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is happening uh, Friday through Sunday. This thing is huge, right? Mm-hmm. They, that, they've done this a couple of times. I got a tattoo there last year. Yeah. To the Wildwoods uh, Convention Center, Detroit, to do this. He, that's his day. So he's our yeah. guy, yeah. Yep. Uh, and we'll take caller number 16, 215 263 WMMR. You can get tattooed by 400 of the world's best tattoo artists. That would hurt. Yeah. Uh, see I mean, incredible. How much skin do you have? Sideshow, acts, and more. And you can get tickets at villainarts.com. But caller number 16, we will take care of you. We're going to break, come back in a moment. Uh, we got some more things to chat about and stuff to give away. And then later on, uh, Ryan Avery of Screen Crush will be joining us. We'll be back in a moment. Weekend 93.3 WMMR prepares for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band's double header at Citizens Bank Park. Serving up Bruce double shots, giving away our last pair of tickets at WMMR.com, and sharing stories of the special bond between Bruce, MMR, and Philadelphia all weekend long. 
Plus, tune in Wednesday at 3 p.m. for live opening night concert coverage with our own Jersey guy, Jackie Bam Bam. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So, yeah, last second addition to our uh, guest roster for the day. Um, and we were talking about a medical thing earlier. So who is going to call in? Oh. Obviously. The one and only. The greatest human in the world. Yes. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, from Box 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike yeah. Seriglia. I love it. God, I love you. I'm driving in the car, and I hear about because Casey texted me last night and said, have you heard of this Pranuvo scan? And and I didn't know, so he threw the academic gloves down, so I had, I can't move on with my life until I figure out what right. the heck that is. Let me set this up before you uh, dive into those specifics. So there was a, there was a story uh, from Kim Kardashian. She broke her shoulder, and Casey said he saw a post from her online that said she went into this apparatus, this machine. It looks like an MRI or, or a CAT scan, one of those big, uh, you know, machines that looks inside your body. Yeah. And what was it called again, Casey? Pernuvo scan. A Pernuvo scan. And so he reached out to Dr. Mike and Dr. Mike did a little research on that. All right. It is an MRI scan. It That's is. what it is. Oh. Okay, it's an MRI. It's so, but an MRI. It, what distinguishes what? it? What's, what it, what well, makes it the, the new big thing? Well, it, it's the new big thing because one, uh, it, it, it's a body scan. And it's not all that new. It's just something that people that have some disposable cash, because look, even if I have a patient that I'm worried about something going on, I have to fight with people to get it covered by insurance. Right. So if you have a couple of grand laying around and you, and you want to do this, uh, it's an MRI. They don't use contrast. Uh, it's not like a CAT scan. Right. Now, that being said, Okay, uh, there's a couple of things people need to know about this. Number one, it, it's out of pocket for the most part, or if you have pre-tax dollars, you can use that. Right. Secondly, um, what if we find a little something? Then that requires further workup, mm -hmm. and it might be a nothing, but it could be something, and that requires me and people like me, then we have to go doing things, and it might involve invasive testing. So that's the other issue. And then the thing about screening for cancer, and look, we all want to find things early so that you can live a long life and not have a problem. That's why we screen uh, smokers with CAT scans. Right. If they're over 50, <clears throat> if they're 50 and they have a, I think most societies say a 30-pack year smoking history, you know, you have a long, you have a history of smoking. We do that. It's low dose on a yearly basis, and it saves lives. Now, the problem with a scan, say we do the scan today. That doesn't mean that in the next year, something's going to start growing. So so how often do you do this? Yes. Do you do it every month? Do you do it every year? Do you do it every two years? And and a lot of people um, are looking at ways to find things. That there are people working on a blood test, for instance, that can, that can pick up a cancer early on before uh, there's even any signs. So th there's a lot of things. This is why that... You, you need someone to guide you through the shark-infested <laughs> waters of healthcare to to give you some idea of whether or not it's smart to do it 
or not. Well, uh, it's something that we all uh, adore about you, uh, Dr. Mike, and that is, is that you you do you put things in context, and then you know, listen, you're right. So what 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 do you gl- so you glean this information um, that you know that that is maybe it's too much information at a certain point, and and I assume you'd be more online. It would make more sense to have an easily administrable blood test as opposed to going through one of these sessions at a high cost. So so you that's the way we should be going where it'd be easy to screen that way, correct? Well, look, we 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 you've talked about on the show about artificial intelligence AI, right. how it it will change our lives. I I think when it comes to healthcare, AI is going to play a very 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 important role. It's not going to be able to uh you know, say, look, you, you were just diagnosed with something bad. Here I am. I love you. I'm right. going to take care of you. Because no computer, they, they might have a computer-generated voice, but it's not going to be the human touch. So humans aren't going anywhere uh, anytime soon, go, going away. But, but the thing is, it will add, in my opinion, in the next five or ten years, uh, uh, in my opinion, a, a better way to diagnose things and at an earlier stage. And there are some people who believe, listen to this, for, for like totally awesome, stoked stuff. Some people think by the year 2030, uh, we will have uh, the ability to, to not only make early diagnoses, but treat cancers to the point where it may not be a thing anymore. Well, that, would yeah, be, that is a long... They're, 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 they're starting to make some inroads in, in uh, possible vaccines for cancers, I've been reading. Well, lately. that is the bomb, man. Listen, <laughs> yeah. there's some cool stuff with vaccines. And, and, bomb and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wolfman Jack's our doctor. Yeah, sounds like these uh, scientists are getting jiggy with it, doesn't <laughs> it? Like? Oh, God. She blinded me with science. <laughs> God. This is unbelievable. I'm showing my age. With no, no, no. Not at all. Not 23 Skidoo. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yes. Yeah, so this Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. No, the- you got it. You got to take all of this. In my opinion, you meet with someone that cares about you, that loves you, that has your interest at heart, and you decide with any test what is the right thing to do. It's like the PSA. There Which are my many life. people who think that that's not appropriate. Steve, I rest my case. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, my I, life. I find this interesting that that you're kind of uh, you're kind of pushing this aside, this overall full body test and check, yet you recommend things like the PSA and every, God knows every other test on the on the planet. I'm not calling you out or anything like that no, because no, anytime but- I come into your office, you're like, well, let's run some tests, you know? Yeah. Right, but the tests that you run are based on data. You know, in God we trust and everyone else show me the data. Yeah. And so the problem with, with a thing like a whole body scan in its present iteration mm. is that it may find small things that then require invasive tests. Mm. And, and so, and how frequently are you going to do it? 
Yes. Should it be every week, every month, every year? Yeah, because, again, we could scan you, Preston, today. And then tomorrow you start growing something. So yeah. then I know, but I mean, it's the same thing with a, with a colonoscopy, though, too. You only get that uh, X amount of years. Well, you know? but, but most colon cancers grow slowly. That's why if you have a normal colonoscopy, the data shows yep. that you do it in 10 years. If you had to have an adenomatous polyp, you do it in five years. And some people who have uh, a condition like Lynch syndrome or they have a high risk kind of condition, you might do it yearly. It depends on the scenario. And why I mention AI is that uh, with with computer-assisted technology, we're going to be able then to assess through through genetics and everything else who is at high risk. There's going to come a day, Preston, when you and I, the first day we're born, they'll take our blood, they'll run a genome and say, you know what, Sirigliano over there probably is going to have some mental health issues. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, something like that. And then they focus on that. The one that freaks me out is the is uh, pancreatic cancer, because by the time you start showing symptoms, it's uh, almost every story you hear. It's it's too late. And uh, and uh, do you you know if they're getting any closer to being able to detect that ahead of time? Well, they're they're working on it, okay. and, and I have a bunch of people who, using an MRI without any contrast, we follow it on a yearly basis. I'm doing exactly what Pernuvo does. Mm. You know, uh, that's what I do. But, but uh, I, again, uh, uh, usually as of right now, we find it serendipitously. We we find it by by happenstance. But right. but but again, uh, look, we we go by the data. If someone has a strong history of Pancreatic cancer, say someone has uh, a genetic predisposition, that, that changes things a bit. Right. But it, you have to look at the whole picture. But, but it's an evolving, changing picture. One more thing. There was, uh, was a few months ago we saw these stories. I think it was uh, Chris Hemsworth who uh, found out that he has some sort of um, predilection, genetic marker or something that... Uh, that may indicate that he is a prime candidate for dementia. Right. Uh, his, his, uh, as someone in his family line has it. So my mom is suffering to, from dementia right now. And um, I'm, I don't know how much stock you put in tests like that that say that you yeah. may be susceptible to that. Well, my mother had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and it's a horrible thing. And it's, uh, as as uh, I think Ronald Reagan's wife said, it's a slow goodbye. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. Now, um, we do have some new drugs that seem to slow the progression when you start early on. Um, up until now, we didn't really have a, a, a cure. We still don't have a cure for right. it. So the question is, do you want to know? Yeah. Personally, I'm not doing that because I don't want to know that that's something that may happen. If I start to put the keys in the refrigerator and I can't remember where I put them, then I got a problem. And hopefully people around me will say, you know what, you're starting to lose it. Maybe some people already are. But I mean, the thing is that 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 then I might do testing and maybe get the genetic test and then I deal with it to get on one of these newer medicines. But okay. yeah, I'd, I'd want to know ahead of time. So maybe starting why? early yeah, on. The, well, maybe starting early on the, on, on the medicine after you after you first start to see some. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. if you know ahead of time, you know, when you lose your keys, check the fridge. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
smart. <laughs> I'll just no, I, to go I right kinda, there. Yeah, it's you know right next to the years of doing this, I take one day at a time, buddy, mm-hmm. because I have had people who have the best cholesterols, the best everything, and they, they, they die on a jet ski. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, look, we're all here. we got to take one day at a time. We're all in different canoes in the same river with a waterfall ahead. So, mm-hmm. carpe diem, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. That's right. it. Yeah. I love all right. it. All right. Thank you, Dr. Mike. We're- I love we love you. All right, see you, buddy. Listen, we threw an impromptu segment at him, asking medical questions. He, he had it all. He had Absolutely. all the info. Absolutely, that's our doctor, Mike. Love him to death. Um, all right, I wanted to do a couple things. I wanted to remind you about uh, Cheddar Whiz. <laughs> Cheddar yeah. Whiz. Uh, Rory, uh, the six-year-old who is trying to have the best mullet in America for his age group. I would say for any age. This is a totally competitive mullet. He's from uh, West Pottstown. He was in our studio last week. And um, it brought the attention uh, to Taryn Hatcher of NBC Sports Philadelphia. And during the game, was this yesterday or the yeah, day before? It was yesterday. They had uh, two games yesterday. It was the first game of the doubleheader. That's right. The other yeah. one was rained out the yeah. day before. So uh, Taryn is talking about Rory and that mentions the whole contest and everything. You can vote. We have a link on uh, WMMR.com or PrestonSteve.com. But uh, she mentions us a couple of times <laughs> yeah. in this. So I wanted to play this audio. This is pretty fun. Check it with Taryn. Thank you, guys. Well, I saw you mention in the o- in the open that we had a friend come visit you guys <laughs> upstairs today. That's our new friend, Rory. You see him there, the little six-year-old with the blonde gold flowing locks. He's got a sick mullet in the back there. There he is with his family, his mom, Aaron, his sister, Emma, and his dad, Sean. Getting to meet with John Crock, I actually saw a picture of Rory mullet when he was on the Preston and Steve show and I said, I gotta bring this kid in to meet John Crock. He's one of the most iconic mullets in Philadelphia history. Well, it turns out that his family actually watches reruns or they, they have on tape the 1993 Phillies and they watch all the time, which is I'm sure in some way, shape, or form where Rory got his inspiration from. There he is in the stands with his dad. He is just so cool. He's actually a finalist in a national mullet competition. You can go is. to mulletchamp.com. He's currently the number one one vote getter because he's been on Preston and Steve. He's been on Morning News, and his mom said Philadelphia is absolutely rallying behind him. And if he wins, there you go. There's John's for comparison. Uh, he said if he wins, he wants to go get some wings and buy his sister a llama, guys, for the five thousand uh, dollar prize money that goes with it. And, and John, you seem pretty into the first part of that that deal, getting some wings with all that prize yeah, money. I'm a- I love it. That's great. great. And uh, Crocker's going to be joining us. Yeah, we're talking Phil's baseball and specifically Rory and mullets tomorrow with Crook. <laughs> Is he in the studio? or uh, He's going to be on the phone. He's going to be on the phone. Okay. Yeah, asked, yeah, we'll take it. I asked if John uh, wanted to Zoom with us tomorrow, and, and John Brazier, our friend with the Philly, said, uh, probably just stick to the phone because I don't think Crook <laughs> could figure out a Zoom. <laughs> um, but the, the other cool thing about the game with Rory yesterday, uh, and, and it was really neat for Taryn to do that and, and share that information, um, but Rory's favorite player is Kyle Schwarber and Schwarber had two home runs during the game yesterday. Oh, he got to see both of them, including the uh, the you know the upper decker and the um, in which was his second home run of the game. Yeah. So it's neat. Rory's such a sweet kid, and his parents are great. So uh, we're rooting for him. Yeah, uh, like I said, the link is at uh, PrestonSteve.com and <clears throat> vote for him. You can vote uh, once a day, by the way. So uh, Mullet Champ USA put out the rankings.
rankings? Yes. Guys, he's number one right now. All right. So we got to keep that going. I mean, there's a bunch of uh, wonderful kids involved with this, but they're all scum. Well, Mm -hmm. so they make it really easy in case you just voted. You don't have to register to do it. He's number one with a lot of votes, but his donations are down, which makes me scared that he's not going to win. So he only has $1,700 and people have like $12,000. Oh, Oh. yeah. Okay. So So it's not just voting. They're weighing it by donations too. Exactly. So maybe throw a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Throw a a couple of bucks that way. Or or like $12,000. You could do that too. Yeah, Yeah, if you you happen to have that. Yeah. Yeah. We'd welcome it. And it's a good uh, charity uh, that benefits veterans. All right. Um, So like I said, go to the website and click on the link and let's get this kid to win. Um, I want to do touch on something. Casey had had posed this question when we were in the break. We were talking earlier this morning about uh, Corey Feldman. Sadly splitting uh, with his wife. His wife and he are breaking up and we we were, we, were playing, we were playing this song, <laughs> and we were commenting how we have for, I don't know, 17 years now, or however long ago this song, he quote-unquote released this song about, the, the dude just needs to quit singing, and and he, he should go back to acting, and, and, you know, and we even told him that uh, years in, ago. In actually a fairly kind way, um, yeah. it didn't stop him from blocking us, but the, um, but yeah, because he is, a, we firmly say he's he's a very good actor. I don't know anyone who speaks glowingly of Corey Feldman's music. It's not good. It's never been good. Yeah. And so Casey had posed this question, and I want to put this out there. We may not get any responses. I don't know, but I would like to find out. <laughs> if your significant other, they can be your spouse, they can be your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. If they think they're really good at something but they really are not you just don't have the heart and you just can't tell them i bet you this happens a lot also with your kids right oh yeah yeah yeah. for sure oh yeah 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 yeah. so to me that that's got to be a tough bridge to cross when you're seeing you know you want to encourage right that's how how do you tread that how do you walk that line? Two one five two six three WMMR, and I've seen it because my kids have gone through different interests, yeah. and, and as they get get into this interest, and we're like, "All right, yeah, let's yeah. see what we got here," and then a ways into it, you're like, "We ain't got it here," uh-huh. and 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 you you want to encourage it, <laughs> but you also don't want them to waste their time on something that clearly they're not going to be. Let's talk really about excelling. Corey Feldman, <laughs> uh-huh. Steve. Uh, freshman year, there was a, a girl on my hallway, and um, in college, it, this is college, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she aspired to be a singer. And okay. her entire life, her mother told her what a great singer she oh, was, no, no. and she just oh, wasn't. And I felt, ter- but she would walk up and down the hallway yeah. singing. singing a cappella, oh. singing like opera style. And then you'd pass by the, the women's <laughs> bathroom, and like because of the echo in there, she'd be singing in there. And it was just like her, her mom. Nobody ever told her. Yeah, she, her whole life she'd been built up. Like, you, nah, you, she's great. You need to shut up. <laughs> now we had, we had a similar thing happen. A friend, a friend of a friend. Okay, so they were gonna uh, they they had their wedding coming up. And this was a friend who uh, they knew and but but didn't know super duper duper well. But they were becoming close friends, and their friend had told them what a great singer they were, and so they were offered to sing at their wedding. Oh no! And they were and, terrible. Oh, they uh, they took them up on the offer. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So Nick as, is- as as a you know sure you can sing at our wedding. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I was so happy to be here for this wonderful day. I'm going to sing a song. <laughs> Uh, Nick, is this the audio of a girl singing in the hallway? Scooby-dooby-doo. Scooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby
That guy's better. Jesus. It's probably singing that would be the most Oh, yeah. I have, obvious. I, I have another, uh, some friends of ours, years, and they're wonderful people. They really indulged their, their kid. Um, you know, drama. And so uh, many times we'd go over and have to watch these plays that the kid would put on. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I one time I just I was not, I was done. Mm-hmm. And they put on the production. What'd you think? And ah, the second act was really lagged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I could tell you were children throughout the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah. I know you're supposed to have this adoration for, but you're, we're... Uh, I, I did the perfunctory, hey, uh-huh. it's great. After the 35th production, I'm like, no! Yeah. Hey, I have a buddy who is a decent guitar player. Um, but the problem is uh, he tries to sing when he's, <laughs> and his voice is terrible. Right. Like, but he's a very, very proficient guitar player, you know? And, and you're, and it's he's tough playing, to hear, right? And it sounds great, and, and he'll do the lead in, and it'll be great. And then the second he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, oh, this is terrible. Like, right. Does, does he know how bad he well, is? Well, the thing, no one wants to be the person who says, because history is replete with stories of people who didn't seem to have it. Right. But then you find out they worked and, and they, they do have it. But there's also probably exponentially that many more people who actually didn't have it. Yeah. <sighs> I kind of like this one. Oh, geez. Uh, this is uh, LOL. My wife thinks that uh, she can build a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never really very good, but I just let that effort fail. Or <laughs> <laughs> he says. Even stuff like that. What about like... Or- Cooking or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cooking can be a, a one too. I can't. My uh, uh, my wife cooks a, a bunch of amazing things. She's t- terrific. I, I I was raised on inferior cordon blues apparently, but that's my favorite style, like a deli kind of cordon bleu. Yeah. She makes cordon blues the the, the regular w- way, and I, and I I just I just wanted to say, you know, I'm honest with this so that you know when I say. I love something else. I'm not just giving you lip service. Yeah. Right. If you love everything, you don't love you don't love anything. So but it's it's hard sometimes, especially if someone's put a lot of effort into something. Yeah. Just to be honest about it. I, I'm not a good cook. There's some things that I can, you know, I I, I can make some burgers. I'm I'm okay at that. I'm pretty decent at making eggs. Um but I have been at the dinner table, uh, eating something that I have cooked, like a steak or something like that on the grill. And I know in my heart of hearts that it's pedestrian at best. Right. And and my wife will be like, oh, this is delicious. And I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> well, I'm like, no, 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 it's not. And you don't have to say that. Like, and if you really do think that this is delicious, then your your standards are really, really, really You're the best poor. lover I've ever had. <laughs> well, that's true. Wait a second. I thrive on constructive criticism. I, I I ask for it. I want it. When I was like first learning to cook, I was living on my own. I made um, Preston, you got a kick out of this lemon chicken, but I 
only used Lemons. lemon. <laughs> I didn't use no salt and pepper. Anything or, else? Oh, like oh, no oh. olive oil, no yeah. anything. It was just oh, like wow. four lemons squeezed on it. And I don't eat meat, so I think I made it for like my brother and my boyfriend at the time. And I kept asking, "How is it?" Be honest. They're like, "It's great. It's great." I was like, "Be honest. I will make it like this for the rest of my uh, life. Yes. If you don't tell me now, they're like, okay, it's a little sweet. well. That you you <laughs> gave sour. you gave the perfect caveat, which is what." If understand that if you tell someone that you love something, be honest because mm-hmm. when and then you know when you do say I love this that and but don't be cool about it. Yeah. But you're right; that's the way you're going to get it then for eternity. Yeah. I got a text from Craig Leons and he brought up a great point. That first season of American Idol, um, those that audition process was filled with people whose family told them that they were <laughs> there. You go, yeah. yeah, they were good singers. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. By the way, Casey, somebody texted in and asked if the guitarist who couldn't sing is uh, Trey Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, he's not the best singer. I like I've said that oftentimes. Uh, somebody texted in and says, my mom has always sucked at cooking. That's it. Yeah? Period. Yes. The question is, does she believe she's exemplary as a cook? That's a good question. Right. Because my, you- my mother-in-law is a horrible cook. And I, I hope to God she doesn't think that she's good because it's terrible. I remember eating my uh, friend's <laughs> I hope mom's she's not meatballs listening this morning. <laughs> and they were terrible. And I, I'm like, do you guys actually like this? Because this is, it is easily not not just the worst meatball I've ever had in my life, but maybe the worst cooked prepared food I've ever it's had. In my wood life. chips. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal. It's all subjective too, by the way. It, I mean, no, it, yeah. it, it, right? Even even of listening to someone's voice, that's subjective. But when you, in your heart of hearts, sort of know, like Corey Feldman, I don't think. I think that's the that's the baseline. You know, that's terrible. Here's a text says, uh, "I'm a music professor, and I can't tell you how many times we get students who audition because grandma and mom <laughs> have been telling them that they are great musicians, and there's no way they could make it into music school." <laughs> Steve, let me ask you this because you've um, you are a student of comedy. Yes. You've judged uh, comedy contestants in the past, and kind of like at Helium and whatever. Um, Occasionally, you'll get people that just I bet they don't have it. Right, yeah. loads of people that think they're funny. And, and, I've had it forever, right? But, uh, and so they're like in. the funny guy in the office or the funny guy in their friend, friend group or whatever. Have you ever had the nerve to tell somebody, you know what, buddy, just stick to accounting or whatever? I, I've never flat out said that. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. rather than yeah. because <laughs> comedy is so subjective. Sure, and I don't want to deny that somewhere. There is a group of people who have been so tortured throughout their lives that they would find whatever this person was saying funny and it'd be okay. So I don't want to totally ignore that possibility. But you don't want them to waste their time either. I won't also, I said, I I will say things like, it's going to be an uphill. (laughs) I mean, listen, you've got a particular brand of comedy. You know, uh, but I mean, <laughs> this unfunny brand. That, that, that's that a good way to more put it. people would like to watch uh, babies incinerated. Yeah. Oh but but you, no, because listen, there's there's a uh, um, uh, there, there's one of the listeners is going through the process, and I, I'm, I'm sort of coaching uh, this person through comedy. And but there there is something there, okay. And and they're 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 working on it, and, and, you know. But I would never. I, you see how hard it is, though, yeah. right? You don't. I've, you don't want to. You don't want to rob someone of their dreams. I've flat out told people that uh, forget about a radio career. Uh, yeah, and and the reason being is because a lot of times because I'll get people either to text or reach out yeah. to me, and and I, I just say you waited too long. You just it, unless you can work for free 
for a while. That's that how you get into the business is is getting involved in an internship program, and it usually has to have an education uh, uh, program uh, attached to that in order for you to be qualified mm-hmm. for an internship program. And then you don't get paid, and you have to learn from that. And then you have to kind of wait around and see if something <laughs> opens up. You get spots like I'll get. Yep. I'll get people in their thirties who reach out, and I'm like, dude, I know. Yeah, you start a podcast if you want to. Well, I was about you know? to say it's it's transitioning into podcast now, and sometimes a friend will do a podcast, or you get sent one, and you're listening, and you're listening, and you're like, oh wow, people think radio is really easy. Yeah, well, we've had, had the problem is with the podcast. You don't. Uh, there's nobody going. By the way, we're going to pay you this much uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- every week. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so well, there, the there's the limit test, Preston. That is the limit test. I always tell people when they, when they do an open mic night, and everyone from work comes down to watch you. And you got people who are there. Ah, oh, man, this is it. And there, you, there you go. Come back on the next night uh-huh. when your friends aren't there and mm. people are paying a minimum. Oh, yeah. It's a whole different animal. Our friend Ra is on the line and he wants to share something. Yo, Ra, good morning, bud. Mental health, the fiddle. <laughs> what? what? I is... don't remember. It's okay. It's what fine. was that a reference to? <laughs> So, so there was a time you were speaking about a mental health facility or a metal, a metal facility, and you called it a mental health facility. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, you know what? There's so many great ones. There's so many that yeah, I've lost so track. All right. What's up, Rob? So, um, I could have said ass-ass Hollywood, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, ass-ass Hollywood is more reason I remember. Yeah. Um, so, I had a friend who's a rapper, right? And, I, you know, I have a lot of rap friends and whatnot. Everybody's not good. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I, I, I would probably include myself in not successful, but I'm very good. You are. But I had a friend who wasn't good. And he was, mm. has, his drive was crazy, though. He had an awesome drive. And he did a show um, one time. I'm not going to name the place because he might be listening or whatever. But he did a show. And a lot of people showed up because he's such a great guy. But he had like a long lost friend or whatever that showed up from Maryland, like drove all the way up from Maryland, right? And the, his problem was that he didn't have any rhythm. Like, he could rhyme, but his rhythm was, like, horrible, right? Yeah. He was, like, way off beat and all this other stuff. And so the guy comes up to me and my date at the time and goes, let me ask you a serious question. Like, look at me in my face while the rapper's on stage. Let me ask you a question. Do you think this is good? Do you think this is good? And I'm like, oh, snap. And I'm, like, sitting there like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an acquired taste. Everybody, and I knew it wasn't good, but I'm like, I didn't travel all the way from Maryland, you know, either. Like it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, I would, I would hazard to guess, Rob, that there, that the inadequate talent level is pretty pervasive uh, through uh, the 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 rap realm because a lot of people think they've got it. I've heard, right, Casey? Uh, I mean, who, who, sometimes you would, it's your drive. Sometimes yeah. it's your drive that gets you there. So a lot of people who aren't good have a serious business acumen and whatnot, and they get all the other stuff done. Yeah. So it puts you in front of you know, those who are looking for right. acts and whatnot, but your act is horrible. Right, right. Yeah. Sheer force of will. No, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. It happens. Well, I love you guys. Love Thanks, it. Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, right. th- th- you reminded me of there was a charity event I was at. I, I did it a, a, a couple of times, and there was a younger kid who was uh, uh, billed as a singer, and uh, you could tell the whole family was behind. Mm. Was, <sighs> was pushing this kid, and he, you know, he's got the moves, he's got the stage presence, he had all that, and the family, and the mom, and grandma, and dad, and everybody, and all everybody. The only thing he didn't have. <laughs> Was the 
voice. (laughs) But I mean, selling it all the way. And they're all oohing and ahhing all over the place. And I'm just going, oh, well, poor thing, man. I know you want it. I know you want it real bad. It's like Corey Feldman. I know you want it really bad. Did you you say something to the crowd? No. No. This is a talentless child (laughs) who is blessed with a loving family. I, when uh, M. Night Shyamalan's daughter was going to sing the national anthem at the Sixers game, I was like, oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Because this is M. Night Shyamalan. Right. Season ticket holder, courtside. I'm like, they're just doing him a solid. And I was like cringing. And then she sang. Thank God she was good. Yeah. She was great. She was really good. It's but I, case. I was nervous for her, man. I really was. Look at Wolfgang Van yeah. Halen. Yes. W- wouldn't your wouldn't your natural inclination? We said it many times. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, the kid thinks he's a guitarist too. Yeah. Press. I want you to go to line one because I do have a story that's very similar All to right. this. <laughs> I will go to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Good morning. Good morning. It. Good morning to see you, Taylor. What's up? <laughs> Hey, um, so I actually, um, (laughs) I wanted to talk about, uh, I had an ex who would draw all the time. Like it's a hobby and okay, I get it's suggestive. I'm an artist. I've been doing it my entire life. Um, but like, I would kind of give like little hints of like, oh, you can change the lighting here make it look a little more realistic, make it look a little bit better. And then he would just insist that I was wrong. Oh Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I know it's suggestive, but, like, I have been taking art lessons. Like, I do it for, like, I take commissions and stuff sometimes. Like, I do things for people, and I just kind of... I don't know. It was you. You have. You have. You. You are obviously further ahead with more of a command of of what this involves mm-hmm. than this person does, and yet there. Listen, you know, even if you were going to dismiss the advice, you know, accept it graciously. Yeah. Is this why you guys split up? <laughs> Oh no no no! That's no. He's very emotionally unavailable. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so was um, did he have? Was he any good, or did he? Was it just that he didn't listen to your in uh, suggestions? Um, I mean, there was definitely like he wasn't terrible. It's not like he was like drawing stick figures and like, hey, this is <laughs> this is where I live. <laughs> yeah. So because I have a friend who, uh, for a gift for his girlfriend, uh, he drew a picture of a picture of them together, oh, no. and uh, like it. You could tell. Was it like that picture of Jesus that one lady tried to fix? <laughs> guys, guys, you, you can tell that the people in the picture were supposed to be oh, those two. I love Freddy Krueger. But it was horrible. And yeah. like, but we all laughed about it behind it. When we all saw the picture, it was kind of like when you and I press ran down the hall when we were listening to the Corey Feldman song. We we're like, oh, oh my God. God. Like, I don't go? want to laugh at your face, uh-huh. but this is terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's cute. I love the sentiment, but. Thank you, Dallas. Yeah. Wave it off. Yeah, it's it's a tough position to be in. Uh, let me go to... I'm going to go to Jay. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Uh, so, I, uh, <laughs> it's about my daughter. Okay. Uh, oh, no. All right, let, let her rip. All right, so her mom, she lives with her mom part-time and me the other. So her mom's always like, you're so good at cheerleading. You're so good at soccer. You know, you got it. You're, you're amazing. And I'm over here like, eh, you know, her hand-eye coordination is very bad. <laughs> so, like, I'll go to these soccer games, and, like, the kids are doing really good, and then there's my daughter doing circles, looking up at the sky, trying to catch the ball with her hands, and then uh, all the other parents are like, who's 
parents, belong, you know, who's this kid belong to? And I'm over here just like looking at the trees. Looking oh, at the no. Myself. Uh, it's so hard to tell her, like, honey, like, you're good at acting. Why don't you stick to that? Because uh, you are just not good at acting. I don't know how, how you do it, Jay, I, I, but I understand. I, you, what you also, the skill set of being encouraged, and or, or at least the experience of being encouraged and, and moved along and, and getting that support that you need is, is important, but it's also an important attribute to be able to be honest with yourself. Right. Yeah. And you have to develop that as well. Be realistic about the abilities. Does she have fun with it, though, Jay? Uh, let's just say the funnest moment was when she took the ball and went the complete opposite way <laughs> and kicked it into the other team's goal, and she's oh. cheering and freaking out, and I'm over there like, oh, my God. Oh, no, she scored a goal for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> She was happy. She got by everybody. She did. It was amazing. Oh, my God. She got past her own teammates. (laughs) You're a little Pele. Oh, my God. All right, Jay. Appreciate it. Yeah, if they're having fun, you let them do it. But uh, there needs to be a sense of realism about you're probably not going to be a pro, you know? I don't know. It's a classic thing that I assume parents are even you you always want to encourage, but you don't want to be a Pollyanna about things. Yeah, yeah. But Corey Feldman should stop singing. Honestly. Period. And Dave's significant others should stop making ziti. Oh, yeah. Dave's uh, significant <laughs> others baked ziti tastes like dog crap. Oh, no. We don't have time to go to him right now because I apologize, Dave. Casey's told me we've got to wrap up and take a break. But, you know, it's a tough position to be in. All right. Well, this isn't tough. Uh, text word secret to 39333. You'll be in the running for a $100 gift card from Steven Singer Drillers. And by the way, are we doing another read here shortly or should I mention this? Uh, you mentioned it. I'll mention this now. Be one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Singer Drillers on the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly this Saturday starting at noon. You get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond. No purchase necessary. He's just giving them away. Yeah. So Saturday, noon, be one of the first 100 people uh, to Stephen Singer Jewelers Showroom, and you'll get that. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. When we return, we're going to have Ryan Airy of Screen Crush joining us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Our next guest is going to be joining us via Zoom, and we love having him on because uh, his show, his uh, his YouTube channel is uh, rife with information that I know I miss ridiculously. Yeah, they, they, they do it better than anyone. Absolutely. And uh, it is called Screen Crush, and we are very happy to welcome once again Ryan Airy. Hey! Very happy to be here. Nice. Thanks for having me on, guys. Our pleasure. Absolutely, Ryan. Yeah, I turn to you. When I get done watching a movie and I go, either I didn't understand the ending or I want a little deeper dive into some of the minutia that I've missed out on, to give you an example, like Dune or something like that. That's right. just, even mm-hmm. though I've read the books and I've seen other movies, I, I know I'm missing some stuff. So I love uh, checking out what you have to say about it. Are you, do you miss out on some stuff from time to time and people will inform you on something that you may have skipped over? Oh my God, yes. 100%. I mean, look, I I, I write stuff down as I see it. If I'm lucky, I get to watch something twice, but... on Twitter, like when a new show drops, like Secret Invasion or Ahsoka coming up, I always go online and I say, hey, did anybody spot an Easter egg that I might have missed? And if it's something that I missed, then I credit that person. I show their screenshot. Nice. Um, but, I mean, look, when you talk about Star Wars, Star Wars lore, comics, and all that goes back like 50 years almost at this point. I, I don't know everything. You right. flatter me. <laughs> I do my best. But I miss things. No, no. Listen, but you, you, you guys, and you, you know, obviously, you, you dig deep and you get the stuff that I think that matters. There's the stuff that's always going to get past escape, even the, the most uh, ardent fan of a particular thing. But, but f- for your enjoyment, or to embellish your enjoyment, or perhaps understand why something wasn't as good as it could have been, um, you know, you, you guys are invaluable. And I might as well start off the bat with Secret Invasion, uh, which, Oof. which was very disappointing. Oof. I, I uh, my level of excitement prior to it was super high. I'm like, okay, uh, I had not read the original source material, but it was the stuff of legend, and and uh-huh. uh, and also Nick Fury back being Nick Fury. How did they botch it so badly, Ryan? Well, okay. So first of all, I, I I'm, I'm a professional fan. I don't work at Marvel. Uh, I don't work in the film industry. I know a couple people, but like, I don't have. An inside track. So we did a video last week. I think the thumbnail said WTF happened to the show or something like that. Right. And um, we did some research and other sites like MovieWeb um, and a few others that we cite in this video had reported some things about secret invasion behind the scenes problems. So essentially, and if you've seen the show, not a very heavy spoiler, um, the, the show is about the scrolls, these shape-shifting aliens trying to start a nuclear war between the United States and Russia which unfortunately right now is, is hitting a little bit too close to home. Right. Apparently, they wrapped production on this show a year ago, just a couple months before Russia invaded Ukraine. And apparently, according to rumor, et cetera, the show had storylines that were similar to real-world events mm. and had to be very much reworked. And also, according to rumors, it took four months to shoot, to do reshoots and four months is how long it takes to normally shoot a show. So essentially they shot the show twice. Right. So when you get into some of those latter episodes and you think we've talked about this on screen crush a lot, Ritson, this the president, he shot and they went into the hospital and it looks like the hospital from scrubs with no extras. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like one camera shot, there's no cutaways. It just looks cheap. And I think that's why I think it's because, you know, Disney makes a lot of money, but they're not an unlimited pool of money. And they had to cut corners in certain places. So in Secret Invasion, you see a lot of characters having conversations in cars, having conversations in, in you know, empty rooms True. that make the show feel small when it should have had this global scale. Ooh, and 
Well, let me know, let me ask you quickly on that, and and I think even Bob Iger has finally admitted that they, you know, overall he's the muckety muck over there at Disney that um, mm-hmm. they need to uh, tamp down on on these multiple projects and devote more time to making the ones that they're doing better. I mean, when even Variety runs an article about how M- how Marvel has gone off the rails uh, in, mm-hmm. in quality, and uh, the thing is. I'm always pulling for these things. Like, I remember when the Eternals came out and it was summarily ripped apart. When I finally saw it, I let the dust settle. I'm like, I enjoyed it. It was fine. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great. So you, you, you take it for what it's worth. But it seems like it's been a steady string, except yeah. for Guardians 3, uh, a steady string of, eh, it was, was pretty good. It was okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. And a lot of, well, that's because of expectations. Like, especially if you're a comic fan and you walk into a, a movie like Thor: Love and Thunder, which is based on these two incredible comic runs, you go, "Oh, okay, it was a little, it was just kind of a goofy movie, and that's not what we were expecting." Or Multiverse of Madness, where fans drove them. It's funny, we're about to post a video about this exact same thing. <laughs> uh, fans drove themselves crazy before Multiverse of Madness. Is Tom Cruise going to play Iron Man in it? Like, we we did we do it to ourselves, you know? We kind of dug ourselves in this hole. But also, you're, I think there's a big segment of Hollywood and critics that are just ready to dunk on Marvel at any chance they get because it's been so dominant for so long. You know, you, you mentioned Bob Iger, the CEO over there at Disney, and it's weird because Disney Plus was his brainchild. You know, the studios were making all this money, packaging their stuff, sending it off to Netflix and not paying actors and writers very high residuals on it after the fact and like in syndication. And then they were like, well, we should just be hosting our own stuff on our own streaming service, which is great. And I love Disney plus Marvel shows. I love Disney plus Marvel shows. Please dear God, don't stop making them because <laughs> that's, that's my bread and butter. <laughs> but what's happened is after Iger left, he was replaced by this guy named Bob Chapik. And again, I don't work at Disney. There's this upcoming book that I read called the reign of Marvel studios by Joanna Robinson, which is fantastic. When it comes out in the fall, you should get it. And it talks about how Chapik, especially during the pandemic, really pressured Marvel to, make more stuff. And I understand why the studios were shut. The parts were shut. They needed more things. So I think that Marvel just basically hit the wall in terms of like what they were able to supervise and produce of a certain quality case in point, And if you saw yesterday, 50 of Marvel's in-house VFX people voted to unionize, Yeah, which is a huge deal. There is not a VFX union in Hollywood. Um, these are the, as far as I know, the people who actually work on set for VFX who are doing like the, the virtual cameras and things that, that then get sent off to the post-production people. But it's a, an incredible first step that I think will force Marvel to finally take their time, take a breath and plan the projects out beforehand like Guardians 3 was. Ryan, getting back to Secret Invasion real quick, like the, the actors in that show are terrific actors and some of the setup was was great. I really enjoyed um, the attack on the presidential motorcade, for example. I thought that they spent money there and made it look mm-hmm. really cool and then it just kind of fell apart. Um and I guess in theory it sets up the next stage of the MCU uh, with with uh, President Thunderbolt played by Harrison Ford and and what's going to happen with the Marvels uh, in space. Um, but do you know why sometimes stories like that are told uh, via a Disney Plus TV show rather than a Secret Invasion movie? Um, in the same book I just quoted, The Reign of Marvel Studios, there is a quote in there, and I don't remember which person at Disney said it. When Disney Plus 
started, Marvel was very excited about this because it gave them an opportunity to tell different kinds of stories. Best example is WandaVision, which would not have worked as a movie. It's fantastic. It's each episode is a different sitcom format built for TV. Incredible. Right. And apparently they always make that. They always ask themselves that question. Hawkeye was originally going to be a movie. They figured out it'd be a better TV show. Um, we have a video coming out soon. Two videos, actually. Um, about how we think Secret Invasion should have been an Avengers film at the end of Phase 4. I think one problem that fans are having is we haven't had an Avengers film in so long, and we're used to these team-up films to, you know, I want to see Shang-Chi again. Shang-Chi was great. There's no plans for a sequel right now. Like, mm. Or last I heard, it was going to happen after Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Kang Dynasty is, I think it's going to end up being seven years between Avengers films. I think oh, that Marvel on. started off with one plan. I know. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's that, that's the problem with planning things years in advance and then overloading with all these different shows because – production you know this is not magic it's not like a comics page where you draw things there's real human problems involved well listen listen ryan to jump in here i i, I and yeah. I, I you you do what you do wonderfully well and i and i hope that they keep producing enough content to 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 give you stuff to to assess and 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 hunt out easter eggs for us but i i i firmly believe that what you just described was the conundrum that they didn't eventually know how to rectify which was what ends up on the big screen and one what ends up on, as a tv show mm-hmm. and 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 now from what i understand with the marvels and this there's a, a massive ending to uh secret invasion that it basically creates a new uh power level in you know in the hero realm that no one saw coming mm-hmm. is does did the marvels have to be reshot is is it linear to this to this plot i mean it seems like they're just running off in different directions and hopefully everything will meet up at the end i what it looks like to me is i'm just guessing here i haven't seen the marvels yet i think the only effect the marvels really takes through secret invasion is fury like we saw fury he, he's got to be normal fury with the ipads and all that stuff that he wasn't at the end of secret invasion i don't think the situation on earth if from the end of secret invasion and that new character you talked about um i don't think that that would actually affect the marvels because it looks like it takes place in space right now, all of that is a big setup or should be a big setup for Captain America Brave New World. And that's the thing, too. Like, I look, we're like, we're oh, Secret Invasion was so bad. In five years, we're going to be saying, hey, put on Secret Invasion. It's horrible. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> we always do that. And that's the thing. Like, fans, is, is the MCU dead? Fans always panic and like, kids, gather around. Let me tell you about the many times Star Trek has been dead. Gosh, <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> or whatever else we love. Like Star Wars. How many times has Star Wars had its epitaph written? So, no. We're we're going to look back and go, oh, let's watch it again. It's terrible. Well, is is there a point to be made? And I... I, I... <laughs> That it seems like I, watching, uh, uh, you know, I've just been raving. We've all been raving about, you know, the second season of The Bear. You know, to talk about, you know, just just super sharp script writing and characters and all that stuff. And it seems like that there is a pervasive sort of shorthand, like script. People who learned how to write scripts, but um, you know, ditched out of the third or fourth semester, you know, and and didn't know how to bring it home, and 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 it's it's that's what I'm sensing. A lot of uh, they they've sort of lost the groove as far as 
plotting these things and you know and and uh, and just just general compelling scripts that don't have to always end with cities lifting off their foundation right. and and yeah. and this big cacophonous thing occurring because many I I know we contend here in the studio that you're you know you're um winter soldiers you're you know cl- close uh, closer uh closer knit storylines were far yeah far yeah. more compelling well that's where you get again into the behind the scenes of how Marvel Studios works. Um, it, Marvel Studios kind of learned the, some of the wrong lessons from Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. You know, John Favreau has this really cool indie improvisational style, suited Robert Downey Jr. really well. So they went into Iron Man without a finished script. So as a result, the visual effects team went ahead and planned out these action set pieces, kind of like John Woo does. John Woo and his action films creates the set pieces first and writes the script around them. So they kind of had to plan the script around that. And then Marvel also plans in these massive reshoots so they can rework the ending. It's one of the reasons why the VFX workers are wanting to unionize because they have to sleep under their desks at night to get meet these tight deadlines. <laughs> right. So Marvel is always doing this. They're always coming in and saying, oh, actually, wait, that ending doesn't work because of this other thing. And also, like, can we change this? For instance, I've heard, again, I don't know anybody who worked on the show, but I've heard that the first episode of She-Hulk was originally going to be the second to last. That's why Titania breaks into the courtroom at the end of the episode. And there's a million other things like that. Like Ms. Marvel had massive, massive changes and rewrites at the last minute. And now you look at it and go, well, why? Why did that have to be so last minute? Couldn't Ms. Marvel have come out this year right before the Marvels? So I think what we're going to see now, I think Kevin Feige got stretched really thin. And I think that the executives maybe put their thumb on the scale a bit too much and everybody's going to take a breath, step back, plan out, like you guys were saying, what is worth doing a little bit better and just focus more on quality over quantity. Okay. All right. I have a question about Captain America uh, because at the end of Endgame, uh, he's alive. And he's fine. He's just he's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. old. And then when you yeah. get to Spider Man, um, they seem to indicate that he uh, didn't survive. And so, like, and, and now they, ha- you know, they had the uh, the the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you got this other Captain America. What is where is Captain America? <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. This is see when we're talking about all this this boring behind the scenes executive stuff. I don't know anything about. Let's get into the nerd stuff. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is where I. This is it. This is my ball field, guys. Step right. back. Babe Ruth's going to call a shot. Yes. So they had, the, they had that thing where um, I can't remember which Marvel movie it was where somebody's like, "Is Captain America on the moon?" You know, there's all this like yeah. guessing about where he is. I think what they've done here, and this is really smart, is. Uh, you got you got like old Captain America, Joe Biden, Captain America. He looks just like him at the end of Endgame. Yeah, he he could be dead. As far as the public's concerned, he's dead and retired. That's the cover story, right? They don't. If, if everybody knew that Steve Rogers was living at this old retirement community somewhere, they would harass him endlessly. So I think they just said, let's t- not tell Steve, not tell everybody Steve's dead, but let's let's let them think that. What's really fun about this though is like let's say you know Anthony Mackie. Does three or four Captain America movies, whatever they're going to do, and he wants to retire. They can bring back Steve Rogers really easily, just recast him, and here's how you do it. In Avengers Endgame, there's that funny scene where Paul Rudd is going to travel through time, and they turn him into a baby. So they have an age-reversing machine. So anytime they want, they can move time backward through old Steve Rogers. He comes out. He's played by a Hemsworth. I don't know. I don't know who's going to play him at that point. That'll be like in the 2030s. Right. Um, if we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> Who even knows? But yeah, that's what I think they'll end up doing. Same thing with T'Challa. You know, they introduced T'Challa Jr. in Wakanda Forever. And I think after 
secret invasion or sorry, um, secret wars. They could do whatever they want. They'd be like, oh, to, he went through a time saying he's been in another universe for 20 years. Here's T'Challa Jr. Well, you know, and um, so, listen, uh, again, the the zeal that we're talking about is that when those movies were coming out initially in that run, and we, I get it, I get how things change, and the, the, the glow comes off things now and then, but that was like... You were getting like the rock concert you've been waiting for forever, every year, something coming out and it was chained yeah. together, which made it so cool. And you, you, one of the interesting things you guys were, were discussing was uh, The Last of Us and The Walking Dead and why The Last of Us is currently works and why the walking dead does not um mm-hmm. and 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 the, at least at least the, the the world preston and i if you want to get into the minutia of, of this i think we both feel that the series as a whole took a herculean dump and we were loving it when um they let negan live <laughs> when yeah you had yeah. this guy I, you know, to me, that was a that was just a bridge too far. Do you uh, is that is that the point at which everything started to go asunder for you, or or is it just a gradual uh, just loss of momentum in your mind? I, it's interesting because for The Walking Dead, every time somebody mentions The Walking Dead, my favorite question is always, "Oh, what was your last episode?" Yeah. <laughs> that show had a historic drop. I think it ended with like one percent of where it was Ooh. at the top uh, when it was like the most dominant show on TV. Part of it's oversaturation, part of it's repetition. Part of it is they chose this format where every episode was about a different character, so it made it harder to reconnect, Mm. to know where everybody was. Um, My personal jumping off point was I didn't really care after Negan uh, killed Glenn. Now, that's not because, oh, I hate that decision. It was like, okay, so that's what happened. I just, I never got back on after that. Interesting. Other people had. other people were on board with Negan living, but it just or when Rick left or, or whatever. Um, the main point of The Walking Dead is it felt aimless and like there wasn't a plan and like they weren't building towards something. Right. Whereas The Last of Us, look, The Last of Us is what, eight, nine episodes. So it has this luxury of being compact. The MCU is in a little bit of danger of that same thing, of feeling like homework. You know, when you talk about nine episodes of she oh, do I have to watch all nine episodes of She-Hawk to understand Secret Wars, it gets to be a lot. Yes. I will say, though, just to circle back to Marvel real quick, I think Marvel is about to enter a really important phase of fandom, right? The first phase is, oh, my God, this is great. I love it. I feel like a child again. You know, Star Wars and all that stuff. The second phase, though, is very important because it's when fans start to love to hate things. So a big part of being a Star Wars fan is complaining about Star Wars. Hmm. (laughs) Same thing about Star Trek. Because we enjoy this media as children, and then as adults, we're, you know, we can't enjoy it as children, but we're able to criticize it. But that allows you to enjoy it on a higher level, yep. on like a deeper level, where it connects with you as the, it connects to your inner child, but also it invigorates your adult brain. And I think The Last of Us did that. And I think Marvel will also come around and do that. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by what you're saying. Now, you talking about the Star Wars universe, uh, you have seen, have you seen an advance of the Acolyte, or uh, which is the, the newest series? We're, we're, what I assume you get screeners now and then, correct? Now and then, but not, not any more than other people do. Acolyte, I know uh, they haven't even said when that's coming out. Uh, Ahsoka is, I'm going to a fan event, actually, Next Thursday, I'm going to see the first two episodes. Okay. I'm excited about that. What's, what's the advance on that? I'm hearing really good things. 
Um, the fact that they're doing these fan events in different cities for the first two episodes a week ahead of time, like they're letting critics see this a week ahead of time, which is unusual for a lot of these Star Wars shows. Studios only do that when they're confident mm. in, um, in the product. All right. So, uh, the thing about Star Wars for me and the, the Disney Plus uh, series, Ryan, is that um, I'm of the mindset that take your time to draw out the stories. And, and the perfect example of that, of course, is, is Andor. Like, they, there was 12 episodes of that. It's my favorite of, of all of the Star Wars uh, shows. To me, it's the best Star Wars since Rogue One. And they allowed um, enough episodes for that, that storyline to breathe. I don't know why they feel like they have to rush these things sometimes or, uh, you know, compact it into five or six episodes. Well, first of all, I got to disagree with you. Andor, I think, is the best Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Like wow, anytime wow. somebody says the name, a smile just, I just love it so much. And I never thought I would like a show more than The Mandalorian or more than Clone Wars. But that that show went from who needs this? Who wants this story to, oh, my God, I can't believe I lived so long without this story. What? Andor is amazing. Like, I love Andor and I can't wait for season two. And it's funny because if you go back and look at our views on the Easter eggs on season one, wasn't that great? But then I think season two, it's going to be like a Breaking Bad thing where nobody watched the first few seasons till it got on Netflix and the show took off. Um, as far as like why they're doing things so fast, again, I don't work at the studio, but I'm going to guess it's budget. Hmm. You know, the reason Secret Invasion every episode was under 40 minutes is because it takes a lot of money to shoot more scenes. The reason <laughs> right. why so many scenes are empty is because yeah. you've got to pay those actors residuals. Uh, and when you're doing things fast and on the cheap, you know, it's like that that diagram Uh Every post-production house in America has it hanging up. Cheap, fast, good. And in the middle, it says pick one. Well, here's something I'll throw at you. And I know you, you, we're going back to the uh, to the fat cats and the offices and the the studio executives here. But there has been with the strike, the this, the, um, the writer strike and the actors on strike. There has been this notion forwarded by more than a few of the industry insiders that the real problem here is that the studios do not want to give up the actual data on um, viewership for a lot of these series that they've been getting a lot of money for and um, that if we were to see the actual numbers on how many eyes end up seeing shows that they are claiming are huge successes, that it, it would affect them, uh, it would affect their bottom line and the, the stockholders would not be too thrilled. Do you put any stock in that? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a major thing. Like, you know, going going way back to when, um, and you guys know this, when radio a listenership was being measured, it was an outside company. It wasn't the stations and networks themselves who were giving this data out. And the same thing with Nielsen for television. Um, the studios are sitting on top of a gold mine by not having to report how many people are watching their shows. It also makes it easier for them to do kind of shady things like claiming shows or movies as a loss in order to not pay actors residuals. I saw John Cusack on the picket line. I think it was on the picket line was talking about say anything. How he, he has points on say anything. I don't know how, how, what his percentage is, but he technically never made any money on it because the studio says that say any, say anything. The classic 1990 Cameron Grove film operates at a loss because they've done like accounting tricks to make sure that's true. Yeah. There's other stories about studios buying warehouses and putting them filled with DVDs just so they can claim the movie didn't make money because that's cheaper than paying actors residuals. Wow. So you're seeing the same kind of tricks like they they canceled Batgirl. They just said, that's ah, a tax write-off. Um, and I don't know the economics of how exactly that works because I'm not a showbiz accountant. But they do the same thing with like uh, Star Trek Prodigy, Westworld. All these studios are taking all these things off streaming so they can say, ah, it didn't make money. And they don't have to pay actors the residuals anymore. So I will... 
I do think that there should be total transparency. And for the record, I support the WGA strike. I support the SAG after strike. We're not included in that because we're entertainment journalists. Um, but I, I think this is long overdue and I hope that the, uh, the executives cave and give them frankly, you know, what they're owed. Yeah. It sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up, uh, Ryan, a couple of things <clears throat> on your radar, as far as a screen cut crush and the videos uh, that you'll be releasing soon. What's uh, what's next? Well, later today, probably in a couple hours, we've got a video coming out that addresses a lot of the same points that I just talked about with the MCU being dead and fandoms overreacting and prematurely calling the death of their uh, respective franchises. So check that one out. We've also got a video tomorrow about the finale of Strange New Worlds, a show that I dearly, dearly, dearly love, but we're not usually able to cover on the channel. But this time it was like, nope, we're going to do it. It's the end. It's the finale of the season. Um, And just, you know, Two weeks from now, we start covering Ahsoka. We're going to go all in on that podcast, talkbacks, theories. Love that stuff. Love Star Wars. So just, you know, like, subscribe, check Screen Crush. And if you're, you know, listening to this on your drive to work, make sure when you get to work, uh, ignore your boss and put on YouTube. <laughs> hey, Ryan, just just a quick yes or no question, because uh, season two is either out or coming out. But do should I invest my time in Foundation? Yes. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Yeah. I, I really like I really like Foundation. Right. Um, and also, see, Apple actually is putting out some of the best shows that are on streaming right now. Mm-hmm. The pretty under the radar network. Everybody talks about Ted Lasso, but nobody talks about For All Mankind. And just really quickly, uh, thank you for the Barbie movie um, review oh, as well. So too. It's so <laughs> damn good. It's, and your uh, Easter egg about the Bratz dolls blew my mind. Yeah. It was uh, so good. I didn't write that video, by the way. A writer of art named Dawson Sides wrote that. But <laughs> yes. I, I watched the movie finally with my wife this weekend. Literally laughed and cried. So like, good. cried like a babe. Oh, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Such a good movie. Uh, Such okay. a great movie. Excellent. All right, Ryan, we appreciate it, man. You are the guru. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you sometime in the near future. And, uh, uh, you know, anytime you want to reach out to us, let us know because we love what you do. All right, man? You guys rock. Thanks so much appreciate for Appreciate it. All right, let's hear yeah. from Ryan yeah. and Harry of Screen Crush. And yes... Make sure you follow them, subscribe, watch on uh, on YouTube. So uh, you'll find out all kinds of stuff you had no idea. Can I play this? <laughs> Thank you. Could be a fitting way to end that segment. Um, We are going to take a break. We are going to come back, and we're going to get into uh, the Bizarre File. A reminder again, we have secret text word, chance for you to win $100. Steven Singer, Jewelers, gift card, text word, secret to 39333. And don't forget, be one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Singer, Jewelers, the other corner of Atham Walnut in Philly this Saturday starting at noon, and you get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond. No purchase necessary. We'll be back in a moment. Join Nick McElwain and Heineken Friday from 3 to 5 at Wicked Wolf, 1214 Chestnut Street in Center City. Enjoy new, crisp and refreshing Heineken Silver. 3.2 carbs and 95 calories. All the taste with no bitter endings. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Let us do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents. 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, brought to you by Three Ice Three on Three Pro Hockey. It's Championship Weekend this Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center with Three Ice wraps up its second season. You can visit threeice.com for a special $10 ticket offer. All right, Georgia man who broke into a Panama City Beach church had an unusual encounter in the baptismal. Derek Porter used a cinder block to smash a window at the Emerald Beach Church of God. A woman working in the church heard the sound and fled. Now, while inside, Porter caused approximately $8,000 worth of damage to the church. Mm. He then loaded several electronics, including a television and a computer, into the truck along with the church's money bag. Deputies and officers descended on the church and arrested Porter. They say they found meth and drug paraphernalia on him. Those items may or may not explain an incident that occurred while he was rummaging through the facility. According to police, Porter stated that he could not remember what he did during various moments inside the church. He did remember how However, baptizing himself in the church's baptistry pool. How wonderful. Porter claims, quote, something was holding his head down under the water while in the pool. Okay. Uh, he doesn't. The Holy Spirit? He doesn't know what that was. Maybe that happened to be it. Porter, and look, once he had that happened, he did not give up a life of crime. So uh, the porter who is allegedly out on bond for burglary in Georgia is now charged with burglary of an occupied structure as well. You think that epiphany would have had and return the stuff and then leave, right? You would think so. I right. have another uh, Florida church story. The former leader of a St. Petersburg church may have skipped over the thou shalt not steal commandment. Mm-hmm. As authorities arrest him for operating a multi-million dollar theft ring that spans several Florida counties. Does the Bible specifically say that? I think so. I think it does, right? Authorities say Robert Dell, a former pastor of the Rock Church and operator of a halfway house for people recovering from drug addiction, is accused of working with the four accomplices uh, to shoplift Milwaukee, DeWalt, and other branded products from Home Depot stores. That's good stuff. And then sell the stolen items online through an e Bay store called Anointed Liquidator. Larceny for the Lord. Authorities arrested Dell and the four accused associates for stealing merchandise worth more than $1.4 million. Dell's co-conspirators... You can trust this stuff. It was stolen by priests. Co-conspirators Daniel Mace and Jessica Wilde stole the majority of the merchandise and, on average, victimized stores five to six times a day. Wow. The suspected co-conspirators then delivered the merchandise to Dell's house to be sold on eBay. Investigators say Dell used his position as founder of the halfway house to manipulate and threaten vulnerable people to take part in the scheme. Man. Uh, Home Depot suspects Dell operated the scheme for more than 10 years, resulting in the loss of more than five million bucks in the process. Holy hell. Yeah, he faces... He faces charges of racketeering. I've done a bad thing. Conspiracy to commit racketeering and dealing in stolen property as an organizer, which are all felonies. Well, this guy went a step further than that little theft ring. A Spanish YouTube chef is facing charges after admitting to murdering his purported lover while on a trip to Thailand. Uh, His name is Daniel Sancho Broncalo. He's been detained in connection with the death and dismemberment of Colombian plastic surgeon Edwin Artega. 
Uh, the police said that uh, Broncalo uh, admitted to killing Ortega when he appeared in court. He's charged with premeditated, premeditated murder. <laughs> premeditated murder. <laughs> along with concealing and removing body parts to cover up the victim's death. The chef has been accused of dumping plastic bags containing Ortega's body parts onto the beach and dumping other portions of the dismembered body into the ocean while he allegedly carried out to sea in a suitcase via a kayak. Why do you chop up the body and just leave it on the beach? Yeah. I don't, but I heard... I heard he had dandruff because they found his head and shoulders on the beach. (laughs) Relatives of Ortega told police that the surgeon and Broncalo had been in a relationship for over a year, and that pair went to uh, went for a full moon party. A full moon party. I don't know what that is. That's where you take dismembered bodies and spread them out on the beach. As his ass is on the beach. While in questioning, uh, Brancello claimed that they were friends. He said he took Ortega to his room and that he refused uh, That when the surgeon wanted to have sex with him. The chef said that he punched his friend out of anger. Why? Which caused him to hit his head on the bathtub and become unconscious. Uh, He then cut the body into 14 pieces. That's a big step. It is. I knocked him out, so I cut him up. In Thailand. Okay. Hang on. uh, Which he's split up to dispose of the remains. 14 pieces. What would that be? Be your head? All right, I'm going to work this out. Okay, well, work you, you out. could there just you cut go. the fingers off yeah. and then... That's pick 10 right, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the father of a 25-year-old man who was lost at sea for almost one and a half days told CNN his son tried everything he could to survive, including removing his boat's engine to keep the lightweight vessel afloat. Charles Gregory had gone fishing off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida on Friday when the tide suddenly rose and caused a large wave to knock him off of his small flat-bottom crab. Though he managed to climb back on board, the tide carried him out to sea, where he remained for some 30 hours. The man's father, Raymond Gregory, said that his son's skin was burned by the wow. scorching sun and the lack of shade. And at night, the man had to breathe the freezing cold made more painful by a severe sunburn. He also encountered sharks and was stung by jellyfish. Uh, Gregory was... And burned. then a, a hawk dropped a snake on his <laughs> arm. <Preston. laughs> Gregory was reported missing on Friday evening. And crews... I rescued, just can't win! Rescued him on Saturday. An airplane crew spotted Gregory sitting in his partially submerged 12-foot boat about 12 miles offshore of St. Augustine. Many take a 12-foot boat out into the ocean. Insane. Uh, The Coast Guard then rescued Gregory and transported him back to land. Uh, He tried various means to survive, including removing the motor from his boat to keep the partially submerged vehicle afloat. Uh, He took off his swimming trunks and waved them in an attempt to flag down boats or aircraft. Uh, And he was expected to make a full recovery, but he's struggling to move because of his injuries. And he's also suffering from uh, ribdomyolysis. What is that? It's a heart-related medical condition that can occur when damaged muscle tissues release their proteins and electrolytes into the blood. Wow. Oh, boy. Okay. Look nice. at the picture of where... I mean, it's... Yeah. There's no way he should be alive. He is lucky to be alive. And there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file. How many... Okay. Okay. Let's, so if I were to cut a math, if sure. I were to cut a body into fourteen pieces, it yes. would go like this: head, uh, two hands, uh, two feet, a torso. Uh, then you would have to cut the arms and legs into upper and lower, uh, wow. and then uh, that that gets it done. How many? So, so 14, fourteen pieces. Yeah. Uh, would you would you then just leave it out on the beach for people to discover, or no. would you like dump it? Who is the uh, Ira Ironhorn? Was that it? Who with the um, he had her in a trunk. In a, in a, a cooler, I thought it was, right? Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I think that was a guy down in Delaware. I think it was a different serial killer oh, around that here. that was Capano. Capano. Yeah. Yeah. Capano. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His yeah. cousin was my photography teacher. No kidding. Yeah. How come uh, that didn't make the news? <laughs> what, the, the whole thing about the, <laughs> the cousin? We understand that the photographer is the teacher, Marissa McDonough. Uh. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say bonus. Thank you. I love you, Pete. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take a break, and we're going to give away our secret text word. So, Marissa, you get to pick the number caller. What's it going to be? Um, seven. All right. Caller 7-215-263-WMMR. you got to know the secret text word in order to win. So, if you do, then you should call right now. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have been reminding you all morning long that we had a secret text prize to give away. Asked you to text in the word secret. You did it. Now we got to see if you can call back and give us the proper word. So we were looking for caller number seven. And caller number seven just so happens to be Carol. So we will go to her. Carol, good morning to you. Good morning. You guys rock. Uh-huh. Hey. Love you, Carol. Thank you. We love you even more if you give us that secret text word, please. It is Sapphire. Sapphire. That is correct. Carol, I want you to hang a line because you got yourself a $100 gift card to Steven Zinger Jewelers. And I want to remind everyone that you need to be one of the first 100 people to visit Steven Zinger Jewelers in the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly this Saturday starting at noon. If you do, you get a free half-carat lab-grown diamond, no purchase necessary. Yes, you heard right. All. So that is what he has going on. So good luck to you. All right. Lesson question time as well. And we are going to go. Hang on. Oh, I forgot to. We had a random texter as well. And that's uh, Michael Height. Or what does that say? What's going on here? Uh, Is it Hunt? (laughs) No, uh, I think that's Height. H-I-G. Okay. Uh, Michael Height. 
Um, hi, Mike. And we're going to give you the $100 gift card to Steven Singer Drawers. So congratulations, sir. All right, now, different prize. Lesson question. Pair of tickets to see Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Show number one, Wednesday, August 16th, Citizens Bank Park. The question I have for you this morning is, Johnny Depp's cologne smells like which dead animal? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Johnny Depp's cologne smells like which dead animal? You had to have heard it in order to win. 215-263-WMMR. Call us right now. Ninety-three-three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. Cheer on the Fightins just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and Live Casino in Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Twitch streamer Kai Sinat was hit with three criminal charges for allegedly inciting a riot with his PlayStation 5 giveaway in New York City on Friday. Things got so out of control so quickly that Sinat is is reconsidering his next street event called Your Sister's Hot Friends Give You Handjobs. Wow. Hey! Rapper Lil Baby <laughs> opened his first seafood menu restaurant last month in Atlanta and the customer reviews have apparently been horrible. Of course, any new restaurant goes through growing pains but one local food critic suggested Lil Baby could improve the current menu by adding turds. Wow. Oh my God. Betty White's former L.A. home where she lived for decades has been completely leveled and a new building is being constructed on the site. And to make matters worse, the new building is a business that turns domestic pets into sausage. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your All right, thank you, Steve. All right, we'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question, of which you had to have been listening earlier this morning in order to get. Uh, We did it around 6.50 this morning. Johnny Depp's cologne smells like witch dead animal 215-263 WMMR we will go to William and see if we can get an answer hi William good morning good morning how you guys doing good buddy alright William uh, Johnny Depp's clone smells like which dead animal dead coyote coyote yeah. Yeah. that's right sir because we're going to give you tickets to see this guy right here, Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, show number one, Wednesday, August 16th at Citizens Bank Park. Tickets for the show, Wednesday, August 16th and Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park are available at phillies.com slash Springsteen. And we'll give away more of those tomorrow and the day after as well. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, big music news in Philadelphia. The Made America Festival has been canceled. Organizers said the cancellation was due to, quote, severe circumstances outside of production control, but they did not elaborate. Mm -hmm. All ticket holders will be refunded at the original point of purchase. Made in America had been scheduled for September 2nd through the 3rd on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway with Lizzo and SZA as the headliner. So this is a very last-minute cancellation. I mean, most of the... 
fundamental stuff is already in place. Yep. Due to the the uh, the statement said, due to the severe circumstances outside of production control, 2023 Main America Festival will no longer be taking place. This decision has been difficult and has not been made lightly, or nor without immense deliberation. Made in America has a legacy of delivering exceptional experiences for music fans and concert goers, and it is our commitment to always deliver a top-tier festival experience. And we look forward to returning to the Benjamin Franklin Parkway and the great city of Philadelphia in 2024. Is there any mention of monsters or anything? No, but there is <laughs> speculation, just speculation, that uh, Lizzo's recent lawsuit played a part in the cancellation. Mm. Whether that's true or not, I do not know, and maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. We'll have to see. The New York Post reports that the Eagles are locking in dates for residency at the newly built Madison Square Garden Sphere in Las Vegas. The place is awesome. Sphere will open its doors on September 29th, where U2 is scheduled for 25 performances. Billy Joel, Bon Jovi, Harry Styles, and Fish have all been rumored Casey, as Sphere headliners, but have not been officially announced. What do you think porn would look like running on the outside of that thing? Hmm. Because it, it's just a huge globe, a screen. It's amazing. I think it would look nice and sticky, I guess. Uh, I'm more interested to see what the inside looks like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be phenomenal, but the, the acoustics are insane, they say. Uh, this fall, Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Vince Gill, and Deacon Fry will start their final uh, The Long Goodbye Tour. It kicks off September 7th at Madison Square Garden. I bet you that if people are moderately interested in a band, uh, they will wait to go see them there. Maybe. Because it's such it's the it place to go to now. Yeah, if you can afford the yeah. whole going to Vegas thing. So, right. Yeah. On October 27th, Dokken will release their 13th studio album. Rockin' with Dokken. Called Heaven Comes Down. Don Dokken told uh, Blabbermouth that the first single, Fugitive, which is out now, was inspired by today's uncertain world. He said, I don't know what the future holds for our world, so I decided to take a step back and watch it unfold. Yes, I guess I've become, like many these days, a fugitive from life, hence the title. Will Dan, Debbie, and Dilbert Dokken be there as well? <laughs> no. Uh, he went on to say, like many songs I've written, uh, it came to me late at night, inspiration and pure stream of consciousness consciousness have always been the best formula for me when composing. They're also playing in Vegas in November. Okay. Uh, not at the Sphere, however. No. Damn it. They there at the Golden Nugget. The uh, dump. <laughs> uh, playing at this Las Vegas uh, public library. For the bears show up. Yeah. <laughs> Dagen also shot a video for Fugitive at the immersive arts venue uh, Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf? Oh, in meow Santa Fe. Wolf. part cat, part wolf. New Mexico. It's like a big immersive experience. It almost feels like you're in the Is it like set. the tell world? Uh, like that, but imagine if it's the fifth element meets Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you, you painted a, a, a good picture. There we go. And then finally, uh, Taylor Swift leads the 2023 MTV Video Music Award nominations with eight, followed by SZA with six, Doja Cat, Kim Petras, uh, Miley Cyrus, Nicki Minaj, Olivia Rodrigo, and Sam Smith each have five, and Blackpink, Diddy, and Shakira have four each. Not Catwolf. Not Catwolf. Not Catwolf? Bud Sniffer? (laughs) Nope. Uh, Six of the seven nominees for Video of the Year are women. 
Does anyone give a rat's ass about this is MTV, right? Some people don't. We don't. Yeah. Uh, Doja's Attention, Cyrus's Flowers, Minaj's Super Freaky Girl, Rodrigo's Vampire, Sizz's Kill Bill, and Swift's Anti-Hero. The seventh is for Smith and Petra's Unholy. You know, um, Sam Smith was in town last week, and uh, he did a nice thing up on stage where he put on a Flyers jersey and, uh, you know, sort of catered to the Philly crowd a little bit. My friend Brian took his wife to see Sam Smith in D.C. Uh, two or three nights later. He did the exact same thing with a Capitals jersey. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, man, you stink. If you're going to do it, you know, just stick to one city. Yeah. It's, do you yeah. really think they yeah. just they well, don't do that in every town? No, well, occasionally they don't. <laughs> like, the, there was a dude, that country artist, who's like a, lives in Philly, yeah. and he put on a, a Jalen Hurts jersey or whatever at the, at the Wells Fargo Center not that long ago. I know that every town that they go to, they're going to try to kiss up to that town a little bit. He said go birds when uh, uh, Daniel Jones, the quarterback from the Giants, was on stage. Right, yeah. I like that guy. So there are actual Eagles fans and, and Flyers fans. Go team for which I have no affinity. But why, like, um, why did he do hockey? Is he a hockey fan? I guess just because of the building. They probably yeah. gave him a jersey when he got there. Okay. Nick, I was at a concert once. I think it was Vampire Weekend, and my friend turned to me and said I was listening to a concert, and the banter down to the word sure. was verbatim from yeah. the day before. And it was like fun. They were talking about uh, a sign and somebody leaving their hat on a plane. It just seemed conversational but it was so scripted. That's the standard. A, a lot of times that's the case. I mean, especially if you're going, and if it didn't start out rote, by the time you're, you know, 30 stops in on a yeah, tour, true. it's going to be rote. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And playing to the crowd, listen, they're from that city. They, they're. I don't like your local sports team. They bought the tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're overpaid and they're drunkards. <laughs> all right, so when are the uh, Billion Music Awards? I want to watch. The Artist of the Year category is all women for the first time ever, by the way. Beyonce, Doja, Carol G, Minaj, Shakira, and Swift. Last year, Swift became the first artist to win Video of the Year three times. And this year, she could become one of the most awarded artists in NBA history. She's she currently has 14 VMAs, not NBA, VMAs uh, just behind Beyonce with 16 and Madonna with 20, by the way. Um, in case I don't know, they, they just announced the September 12th. nomination. Ooh. So there you go. Where? Let's go live. <laughs> What's that? Let's go to it live. Let's go to it live. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. All right. And there you go. That's uh, the last bit of information I have for you music news this morning. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the program with the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. So don't you dare miss out on that. We'll be back in a moment. Weekend 93.3 WMMR prepares for Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band's double header at Citizens Bank Park. Serving up Bruce double shots, giving away our last pair of tickets at WMMR.com and sharing stories of the special bond between Bruce, MMR and Philadelphia all weekend long. Plus, tune in Wednesday at 3 p.m. for live opening night concert coverage with our own Jersey guy, Jackie Bam Bam. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's bring our show to a complete close here in a moment. At 10.30 on this Wednesday morning. Nice day today, 87 degrees, lots of sunshine. We might have some... Afternoon thunderstorms tomorrow to deal with, but uh, we'll deal with that tomorrow. 
I would like to thank uh, our friend Ryan Airy for being yeah. on the show today. Nice guy. Yep, he's from uh, Screen Crush, and man, does he know a lot about a lot when it comes to uh, geeky movies and TV shows. And uh, his videos are fantastic yeah. uh, on Screen Crush of just him breaking down movies and uh, pointing out Easter eggs and all kinds of little fan, you know, uh, observations is great. You know what? Like, and the opinion stuff is less the norm. It's more the, as he said, getting in on the geeky. What does that mean? What was that thing on the shelf behind him? Was yep. that supposed to mean something? That's what they really do the best. Yep. So do a search on Screen Crush on YouTube. Yep. It's really cool when you do notice like a little Easter egg. Uh, you're not sure if anybody else noticed it. Uh, Steve, I wasn't sure because you saw the machine. There is a little Easter egg in the machine. When they're in Russia, there's graffiti. They're like underneath some overpass and there's graffiti on the wall. And so he does the two yeah. version of cave. Right, right, yeah, Tom, yeah. And the graffiti says, Tom is fat. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. That's I'm great. like, I noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so I guess we need to, that's our only thank you. So I go, oh, and uh, Dr. Mike called it. Nice to have Dr. Love Mike you. on. We had a nice little chat with him about a few medical things and that was unexpected. Uh, but I guess we could do the letter of the day. Case okay, so are we, uh, yeah, you going to do that? All right, yep. here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in Academy of Music. That sounds good. And we are going to give away, by the way, four tickets to see the much-anticipated return of The Lion King. August 25th at the Academy of Music. Plus a limited edition Lion King merchandise gift bag. Uh, winner of six Tony Awards, including Best Musical. Tickets available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. It is at this time that I will thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve radio program has been brought to you today by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. And also brought to you by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow's program as we mentioned earlier, uh, John Crock yes. will be joining us. <laughs> Very uh, cool. We'll talk a little bit about Cheddar Wiz, the <laughs> kid that's uh, trying to become the greatest mullet in America for his age, which you can vote for him on PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, but We'll also talk Phil's and other things. And Ron James, the UFO guy we were supposed to have yeah. on yesterday. He'll be joining us. All tomorrow. right. So that's it. Yeah. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-